is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, how the heck are you? The Monty Show, live on your YouTube machine, Thursday, August 3rd, 2023. As always, the Monty Showgram is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Easy for me to say. First day I've ever worked here. Right. Um, the Advocates have a great event coming up. You see it right there on your screen, the AmFam Monte Cristo uh, Poker Run Motorcycle Ride. Get all the details just a couple of weeks away. They're giving away a Kawasaki FX50. All you do is go on the ride. They give you a poker card at all the different stops. Whoever has the best hand at the end of the ride wins the Kawasaki from the Advocates. And remember, if you were in a motorcycle accident this summer, you guys, don't rely on your insurance company because trust me when I say they've got thousands of attorneys working for them. You should have the best, the Advocates, at theadvocates.com. Another day and another incredible news cycle um, in the college football expansion. Who's going to be the first to look like an ear hole uh, competition derby? Because that's what I think this really comes down to. And one of the things we need to talk about today is who's really responsible for all of this realignment, expansion, death of the Pac-12. Because a lot of people are putting the blame on TV. And I have a problem with that. I think blaming television for expansion lets George Klyovkov and his incompetent cronies in the Pac-12 off the hook. And, and I'm just not here for that. None of this would be going on if Larry Scott and George Klyovkov had any idea of what they were doing. Thanks. None of this would be going on. But yet they don't. And if if imbeciles like Michael Crow at Arizona State had any idea of what they were doing, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. But yet, here we are. And I feel like everybody in this game is looking for a ripcord or a way to avoid blame. That's the biggest problem here. The Pac-12 has been so wildly irresponsible. If you go back to this Comcast money if you go back to the lack of value and appreciation that they showed for USC and UCLA, if you now go back to our story and our reporting that Oregon and Washington are going to the Big Ten, and the fact that that conversation has been going on for months, we reported it in May. And I believe in May we told you that started in October. And yet, what did the Pac-12 do about that? Absolutely nothing. This isn't ESPN's fault or Fox's fault or CBS or NBC or anybody else. It's incompetence, malfeasance, and mismanagement in the Pac-12, Jake. And I think we have to call that out, and it needs to be said loudly, coast to coast, as a warning shot over the bow to these arrogant billionaire old men that run professional sports in this country. Yeah, and I, and I think that, you know, uh, ESPN or any of these major television networks shouldn't be the ones that 
take the blame because because people run their businesses poorly is it any like like should we be saying something like hey espn's at fault for the pac-12 dying because espn won't make a bad business deal which would be giving the pac-12 400 million dollars for all their games well no espn shouldn't be to blame for refusing to do bad business right because why would we want someone to do bad business the problem is bad management for, what, three decades, two decades yeah. now? I mean, that's kind of what we're working on right now in the Pac-12. And and I think it, it can only go on for so long. Now, if you want to talk about, hey, you know, how is the transfer portal and NIL and recent developments in college football change things? Okay, we can have that conversation. But for me, I, I just think ultimately when it comes down to it, you have to have a combination of a couple of things to survive in the college football landscape, and it hasn't really changed in, in a long time, even with the advent of the transfer portal and NIL, which would be, hey, you need to have, uh, you need to be a strong academic university. That's sort of the foundation of the house. Then, on top of that foundation, you have to have, from top to bottom, a reasonably uh, strong athletic department. You don't have to be winning national championships. You don't have to be the best in the land, but you do need to be running a profit. You do need to be winning in, in some sports. It'd be ideal if that was football and basketball, but hey, if it's not, you can still be quality that way when we talk about realignment. Thirdly, and really it's the ace in the hole, if you are universally respected as a school that is capable of winning national championships, you can do basically whatever you'd like to do. You can yeah. move where you want to go. Yeah. You will not have issues. And that's what I think we're seeing playing out. We're going to talk a lot about on the show today about you know Stanford and Cal and the whole Big Ten situation. We're going to get to that. And when I think about schools, whether it's those two, the schools in the ACC, uh, e even the Big 12, when I look at schools that are brands, but not necessarily athletic brands, not necessarily brands that win anything, that's not good enough anymore. And I think we're starting to see that in college football now. Well, I think I would immediately, I, I think the biggest story today is this Big Ten story, because I think it has a massive impact on the, on the Big 12. Um, we broke the story to you back in May that the Big Ten was looking at Stanford, Cal, Oregon and Washington, and that process has been ongoing for months. Today, we're starting to get a little more clarity. I was tweeting about it this morning. First thing in the morning, I woke up to some text messages from sources telling me that the Big Ten has had ongoing meetings, and they have decided that they will not go to 20 teams at this point in time. It is too arduous for them at this moment, but I think really what this boils down to is there are a couple of brands that could be available in college football that I think the Big Ten values far more than Stanford and Cal. I think that is potentially uh, Florida State, number one, and Notre Dame, number two. And if they go to 20 now, the Big Ten's view is they're landlocked because I don't think anybody's going to 22, 24, 26. Like, there's just no way to manage that beast. So right now, I think, the Big Ten has made a business decision not to go to 20 teams. They will stick at 18, which means they are simply adding Oregon and Washington. And as we told you all those months ago, Fox Sports, CBS and NBC, and really it's CBS and NBC, have all agreed to pay 
to add Oregon and Washington who are going to join the conference at a discount. Now, my sources tell me they believe that discount will be at 50% so that Oregon and Washington will be getting $50 million. That is a $100 million net gain for the Big, T- uh, the Big Ten potentially. That makes a lot of sense. Now, the other part of this story is very interesting. Pete Thamel at ESPN had a report about the frustrations this is causing for USC and UCLA because they wanted to be the Lone Rangers on the West Coast, which I totally understand. If you are the only two schools on the West Coast for the Big Ten, you're going to dominate recruiting. You're going to have access to every five-star quarterback, linebacker, wide receiver, the best of the best are likely going to stay on the West Coast to go to USC or UCLA. Well, now you have a recruiting behemoth in Eugene at Oregon that is going to join your conference. I can understand why USC and UCLA are perturbed, but Pete Thamel made a very good point. That was not written into a contract. It was something that was plainly stated in negotiations. Hey, we want to be the only teams on the West Coast representing the Big Ten. And it's all well and good, you said it. But if you did get into the contract, it's not worth the, the breath that those words traveled on. Point blank. I get that. But at this hour, I feel confident in saying that Oregon and Washington, Stanford and Cal are no longer a group of four and that Oregon and Washington will join USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. I believe that that happens tomorrow. I think there a lot of sources have told us this is going to end quickly. I am telling you now, do not be surprised if tomorrow there is an announcement that Oregon and Washington, who have long since, there is this, this other narrative out there that, oh, they're, they're doing their homework on Oregon and Washington. They're not. That's done. There are no more questions. There are no more things to vet out. Oregon and Washington are in. The single biggest issue is what is going to happen at 6 p.m. Pacific time tonight when the Arizona Board of Regents meets. That, I think, is absolutely uh, the number two story today because you look at the impact that this story with the Big Ten is having on Big 12 expansion. If you are the Big 12, do you just turn a blind eye to Stanford and Cal? Because I would remind you, that Stanford and Cal have nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. It's a really difficult spot for Stanford and Cal to be in. Tonight at 6, the Arizona Board of Regents will meet, and it is a, a an executive session. It is expected to bring some finality to the process. I am told the decision's already been made that Arizona and Arizona State are going to act in kind, meaning they will move together. The questions are... What's gonna, what, what is the impact of that on the Big 12? Is the Big 12 willing to go to 16? We reported on Monday that they absolutely are willing to go to 16. That the, hey, we're going to go to 14 routine that they ran out was simply a matter of trying to process this more quickly because there is no doubt that the crown jewel for the Big 12 right now is Arizona. And if it costs the Big 12, Arizona State, and Utah, that's a price the Big 12 is willing to pay. Our sources have told us all along for about the last five days, it's Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah joining Colorado in the Big 12. That seems like the pertinent move, the finality of which should come tonight at the Arizona Board of Regents meeting. And it is merely a process. 
Bobby Robbins, the president in Arizona, is the one that's going to make this decision. He carries all the water in that town. I don't think there's any doubt that these three schools will join Colorado in the Big 12, Jake. Is that the right move? Should the Big 12 be looking at Stanford and Cal? No, I mean, I just don't know. Uh, for me, the Big 12 doesn't need to need to indulge Stanford and Cal. And I think the struggle for me with Stanford and Cal is like, yeah, sure, you're two prestigious universities, right? Like, academically, there's no questioning their prowess. There's no questioning their geography. Um, you know, like, there are positives. But I, I think ultimately... You know, we're having a conversation about um, moving conferences and what your contribution to the squad would be, essentially, right? Like, if you're going to move conferences, what? why would a conference want to add Stanford and Cal? Well, of course, academics, right? I think we were looking before the show, and Stanford hasn't even made a tournament appearance in, like, 10 years. It's been some, you know, long stretch of time since Stanford basketball has been anything to write home about. And I don't even have to talk about football. So, for me... I just don't think that if I'm Brett Yormark uh, and really Tony Petiti, either of them, I'm not sitting here saying, yeah, wow, dude, Stanford, Cal, these are two premier brands that I have to have. It's different than it is with Oregon and Washington. It's different than it is with Arizona, ASU, and Utah, at least with those five schools. And really, we should be throwing USC and UCLA in there. With those schools, you can say, yep, I can count on these schools contributing on some level athletically that would result in more revenue coming into the conference, which thus justifies us adding them to the conference. Because that's really what we're talking about. I mean, again, when I look at like what Gloria Navarez always talks about with college football playoff money coming in, the videos we've played of Kirk Schultz talking about how, hey, dude, we're going to get, you know, we're going to get some college football playoff money. And that combined with this, you know, really should allow us to get here. Like these, these conferences prioritize winning on some level. It isn't the whole story, but it is important. So if you do just absolutely no winning, if your brand is, hey, we're academics, we're not really athletics, even though Stanford has one of the best athletic programs in the country, it's just not good enough. And so, yeah, right now, Stanford and Cal are on an island. Stanford and Cal are in a position where you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, if the Big Ten's not interested and the Big 12 isn't interested, you're legitimately looking at the Mountain West because ultimately, or or really it could be a merger too. I mean, that's another concept that we've we've talked about on the show many times. Hey, after all these teams leave, is the Mountain West and what's left of the Pac-12 going to merge? Probably. How do you not? I don't know how you how don't. Do you, I mean, it's the only way. It, it, it's the only way. Yeah. And I think, excuse me, I think the one of the more difficult conversations around all of this with the Pac-12. And I, victim is a strong word. Victim's a strong word. But you look at a school like Oregon State, Oregon State deserves better than what they're going to end up ultimately getting, mm -hmm. which is scraps in the, the, the mountain pack, whatever that turns into. I think it is remarkable that we are looking at a scenario where Stanford and Cal, two of the richest, most prestigious universities in the Western United States, have nowhere to call home. And I can't imagine that you're going to have Stanford and Cal in the Mountain West. I can't imagine you're going to have Stanford and Cal. They're not going to the Ivy League. Like, it's crazy to me 
that you have Stanford and Cal, two programs. And I understand that Stanford and in football and basketball really has been bad lately. But that program's got like championship level history in both of those sports recently. It, it's remarkable. Now, Cal has been a wreck for a long time, but you just hired Mark Madsen to coach your basketball team, and now you don't, you don't, you're not probably going to be a P5. That is remarkable to me. Mm-hmm. And again, I look at Oregon State. I'd have been on the phone too. People laughed at us on Monday when we said, hey, Oregon State has been aggressively pursuing the Big Ten and the Big 12. Yeah. They can't even get a sniff at this point. Yeah. Because now you're in a position where if you're the Big 12, I, I, I can't believe they would go past 16. There's just no way to do that. Well, and again, I think this concept of looking forward is super important. Like if you're going to be you know, uh, expanding and adding teams to your conference, you also have to look at, you know, the next cycle. So when the SEC contract comes up, when when this fresh Big Ten contract uh, that they just got comes to an end or when that negotiating period reopens, and obviously for the Big 12, like, again, you got to be in a position where you can add teams. And so if you're already at 20, yeah. that, I, I, you know, landlock might be aggressive, but, I, but, I, but in my opinion, I think it's, pretty close like you you're not gonna have dude 25 team conferences or 26 team conferences just isn't economically for a conference it's too much and so if i'm the big 12 not only do i have to consider the future or not only do i have to consider the now i got to consider the future i've also got to consider the fact that in the next cycle the big 12 is going to be where the pac 12 is in the sense that the big 12 is going to be the hunted by by the sec and the big 10 yeah and so you got to be in a position to to absorb the the ACC schools if you're the Big 12. You got to be in a position to say, okay, let's assume that you know a Utah or 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 whatever brand you want to point to, a K State, a TCU, whoever the hell you want to point to. Let's assume that those brands are viable options in a situation for the SEC or the Big Ten. All right, if we lose four schools to either one of those conferences. I know right now, because we didn't add in this current cycle, we'll be in a prime position to add out of the ACC. And that's what I think is really going on behind the scenes here, really measuring, okay, how much runway are we leaving ourselves to survive the next round? Because that's where this is all going. If you haven't noticed that, right? Like, welcome to the conversation. This is now becoming a volatile business. This is becoming a situation where, dude, if you're not making money above and beyond for your member institutions, you're not going to survive. And I, I, I think that's exactly right. If you are not a value position, it, and I am of the belief, and we've talked about this as well, I am of the belief that when you look at why the Big Ten is not going to 20, I don't think it has anything to do with Stanford and Cal. And I think it has everything to do with who those 19 and 20 teams will be. Because it's not a matter of if. The Big Ten's going to go to 19 and 20. They're going to 19 and 20. There's too much money there. They want Notre Dame, and they want one other powerhouse brand. Right. And, and why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? But you look at the situation in the ACC, I just don't see that getting resolved with the grant of rights being broken. I don't think you're getting nine teams in that league who like Florida State enough mm-hmm. to, to get that thing done. 
I, I don't see that happening. I think you look at the, the Big Ten's other options, I think it's yet to be determined. I think they're going to go to 18 right now with Oregon and Washington, and they are going to wait out this cycle of TV contracts. And when this cycle of TV contracts is over, I think you had better have made the Big Ten money. I think you had better competed for championships in both basketball and the college football playoff. And I think if you're in the SEC, I think if you're in the Big 12 when this this contract that, by the way, keep in mind the Big 12 contract does not start until 2025. So, you, you, I mean, we could sit here and we can we can talk about this and surmise who's going to leave the you know the the Big Twelve, but the Big 12's deal doesn't even start till twenty twenty five. Yeah, right. So there's all of that, and I still think you are going to see the Big Ten is going to try and poach whoever the best brands in college football are, and and whether that's an SEC team, you're probably never getting Georgia and Bama, but. If somehow that ACC deal falls apart, you can't tell me they're not chasing Clemson and Florida State. And I'm here to tell you I'd chase Clemson long before I'd chase Florida State. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me if this Big 12 deal uh, expires. I have a real hard time believing that the TCUs of the world and the K-States of the world and the, you know, pick your pick your flavor here. Yeah. The Utahs of the world, the whoever you're going to wind up adding, you can't tell me that they're not going to be attractive to the Big Ten because they are. The bottom line is those who have the money have the power. And I think when the, when all these new TV contracts expire, that's when you're going to see the Big Ten go to 18 or 20. Mm -hmm. From 18 to 20. I don't think there's a conference in this country that's want, that wants you know, 25, 30 teams in their conference. How do you schedule that? And furthermore, how do you coordinate that with TV where the bottom half of your conference even gets a game a year on television? Well, and that's why I say, again, winning matters, right? Rel it does. Really, we should stop saying winning matters. We should start saying relevance matters because winning brings you relevance and relevance brings you TV opportunities. So, so for me, uh, again, like, yeah, cool. Stanford has tradition. You, Cal has tradition. Nice, dude. But you haven't done anything that any millennial or Gen Zer knows about. Yeah, and I, I think I look at this Big Ten story and I start thinking about who are the losers in this round of expansion. And the one who comes to mind, San Diego State. Oh, for sure. San Diego State was desperate to get into a league that's going to be dead, in my opinion. They're going to wind up in that league by default because I... As I have told you, and we have heard repeatedly for several months, mm -hmm. the only outcome for the Pac-12 is to merge with the Mountain West. That's the only outcome Best. here. Because Brett McMurphy um, confirmed what we had told you about the Apple TV deal, but he also added a note that uh, it expires on Friday tomorrow. That deal's not done tomorrow. It's off the table. So not only is the, is the pac 12 10 deal dead on arrival but it's officially dead tomorrow if they don't have 10. if they don't have nine schools signing a grant of rights yeah which after tonight in Arizona may be an impossibility i can't believe the depth that san diego state is sunk to here i think they're absolutely a loser i don't think there's any doubt that that Stanford's a loser here. 
How could you not be a loser? And potentially, maybe the biggest loser of all could be Utah. Because if Utah does not get in to the Big 12, which I think is going to be difficult, it's why this this Arizona Board of Regents meeting tonight Mm -hmm. is absolutely critical. It's absolutely critical that Bobby Robbins and Michael Crow come out of that meeting a line that they are acting as one. Mm -hmm. Because if Arizona comes out of that meeting and says, we're going to the Big 12 alone, Utah's in real flipping trouble. I mean, real trouble. They will be stranded in in this pack six or whatever it would be, because I don't think there's any doubt. When Arizona goes, the the Big 10 is going to pounce, because there's no more... Hey, we don't want to be the bad guys over here. No, I mean that's again, all over. I, I think the you know the Arizona decision is the is the trigger point for the Big Ten. Once that once that comes down, I think the Big Ten will immediately announce whatever they're going to do, and and that's why I say like, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately for some of these schools, like the business is getting more cutthroat. You know, the business is getting much more into a position and and into a. Uh, uh, a marketplace where it's the sweetheart deals are over as far as schools and conferences are concerned, right? Because ultimately the sweetheart deals between conferences and, and, and TV providers or TV partners are over, right? Again, it comes down to like, why has Brett Yormark been so successful so far in, in one year in his tenure? Well, he's been successful because he understands just how important keeping your TV partners happy is. And if you can keep them happy, that provides you options as a conference. So he's done that, right? But as soon as TV partners no longer value your conference the way ESPN no longer valued the Pac-12, you understand the position that puts you and it backs you into a corner. Because I got news for everybody. Everybody out here talking about how ESPN and Fox hate each other and they're not partners. And why would Fox want to help ESPN? I got news for you, bro. All these people talk all day long because what's good for one is good for the other, right? That's how the business works because you don't have 50 TV networks. You've essentially got two, three, maybe four, right? With ESPN and Fox, in my opinion, are the top dogs in college football, and then you've got NBC and CBS. So four of them are all going to talk and figure out how it best suits everybody. So my point here is that if you're Stanford, if you're Cal, if you're Oregon State, Washington State, like Washington State might be the best example. You've run your athletic program into the ground. It wasn't good enough to have a a, a suit from your head coach. You had to go and be in a $70 million hole at just your school alone. Why would any other conference want you in, want to bring you in and, and bring you into their group? They wouldn't. So you have to win. You have to have a healthy athletic system. In the days of saying, hey, you know, our our academics maybe don't line up with your academics, in my opinion, are over because you don't have that choice anymore. You have to ensure your reliability and your survival long term. But how valuable is Utah as a brand? Because every time we bring up Utah, Inevitably, we get the F Utah, nobody cares, they're arrogant, they're education. Like, can you take out your fandom? And let's have a real conversation about Utah. Because I do think Utah, is Utah as valuable as Oregon and Washington? Certainly not. Those are bigger brands. 
But I think I can make the argument Utah is far more valuable than than Stanford and Cal athletically. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any question about that. And if you look at the way that Utah does business, you look at their football success, you look at the success of every other one of their sports outside of men's basketball, I don't know how we don't make the argument that Utah is, is not a prized possession in realignment. And if you're the Big 12, how is Utah not a must-have? That's one of the great mysteries. And I've talked to a lot of people at the Big 12. I've talked to a lot of people around the Pac-12. A lot of people in television. And very rarely do I hear people outside of the Pac-12, mainly in the Big 12, say, oh, man, if we could just get Utah into the conference. Oh, man, the, the Utes in the, conf- in the Big 12 would be a home run. Very rarely do I hear that. I hear that from the Pac-12. I hear that from certain TV people because Utah turns people out to watch TV. There's no doubt about that. But I, I'm wondering, what is the knock on Utah? And I, I, I truly believe, and I can't even... I almost can't bring myself to say it out loud, but I think the Utah shitheads on Twitter <laughs> really damaged the Utah athletic brand. I think Utah uh, Twitter damages the University of Utah's public perception because Utah fans on Twitter are such a-holes. They are so deplorable. They're just people, you don't want to run into those people on Twitter. Because there's nothing you're going to say that, that is going to turn out well. I, I, and I can't believe I'm saying it, but I've heard it two or three times. The fan base sucks. And I got to tell you, the Utah fan base does not suck. It, it, it doesn't. Does the Utah social media fan base suck? Yes, it is. And you can point fingers at any other school in the state of Utah, mm-hmm. perhaps. I'd far more run into a, a, a BYU fan than a Utah fan. I'd far more run into the hateful Oregon Duck fan than a Utah fan on social media. I agree with that. But that's the only rationale that I have, and I've asked the question repeatedly, what is the issue with Utah? And the issue is people overwhelmingly believe the fan base sucks. And it's shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Because, and I don't know what you think. Obviously, you're 30 years old or 29, going to be 30. Mm -hmm. You're living the lifestyle. Do you believe the Utah fan base sucks? Yeah, I mean, I think they're a bunch of red asses on Twitter, for sure. And I think that they want to sit on a high horse. They want to sit on a perch. They want to say... Hey, we're better than you. Like, like they did all that. They did. And, and again, and we need to say this because I feel like it comes up all the time. Oh, well, you guys are in Salt Lake, so you're BYU homers or whatever. Dude, I'm not from Utah. I'm not a Utah fan. I'm not a BYU fan. I'm not an Aggie Tears fan. I'm not a Weber State fan. Like, I'm not fans of anybody here, dude. Ag- Aggie Tears. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm not a fan, right? I, I, but it is my job to know the fan base and to know the program you know, to know the schedule, all this good stuff. So for me, my experience is, yeah, I, I would agree. I, I'm not, I don't, and I don't think you're saying this, but just so we're clear, I don't think, you know, Utah asshole on Twitter is affecting, you know, Taylor Randall's conversation with Brett Yormark, but I do think that publicly the university takes a beating on Twitter because of the negative interactions. Oh, I, I of think fans. it's not even on Twitter. I think the university of Utah's reputation has been damaged by their fan base. 
But especially on social media. How far do you think that goes, though? Oh, I I think it goes to because I can tell you significant people in television have said that to me when I've asked, like, you know, one of the questions I asked was, well, why isn't why doesn't game day come to Salt Lake City more? Well, because their fans don't care. Utah fans are they're just they're, they're just not plugged in. And I'm no. like, are you serious? That's just not true. Yeah. But perception's reality. And that's true. And the perception of Utah fan is that they they damage the brand. And I I I, I today kind of pushed me over the edge of I'm I'm hearing too much that the fan base is a bunch of assholes who aren't plugged in and who really don't care, which couldn't be further from the truth. They are very plugged in and they absolutely care, but guess what? They are a bunch of assholes. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. And I never thought I would say it out loud. But the people who have told me that are, are decision makers in television. Saying, ah, their fan base, nah, they're, 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 they're unplugged. They're not plugged in. They're not, you know, I, it's incredible. Yeah. But, and I, I will agree, the fan base is what makes the game day experience tremendous. 100%. It, it is all about that. Yeah. I, I it. I, I struggle until the last two days. Now I kind of understand it more, but I've struggled to understand why Utah's value in expansion has been so low. And now I don't think I struggle with that anymore. I think it's, I think it's absolutely accurate that, that the fan base is not well-respected and not well-liked. Well, and I think you know the other struggle for Utah is they're just not good in basketball. You're just not. And, and I know... They've had some good years over the last, you know, decade or whatever, sure. But Oh, they're terrible right but now. But they're awful. And and again, you know, I I think it's safe to say that Arizona basketball has a better chance of winning a Natty in the next 5 years than Utah basketball. And if I'm a commissioner looking at this, I'm going to say, "Okay, yeah. Bobby Robbins knows how to operate. He's not an issue here for me when I'm evaluating your school." So that's a check mark. Um, and then when I look at your program, your football program's not great, but it is on the rise. Absolutely. It's gotten better. You're, you know, the NIL, NIL and the portal are going in the right direction. So you guys are doing well enough there, uh, you know, and you can project forward that, you know, you, you could push into a, a low-end expanded college football playoff spot in the next five years maybe. Like, that could be a conversation. So you're yeah. good there. And Arizona basketball is Arizona basketball. You know what, you know what that is. So that's why I say – Utah is not valued because Arizona is more valuable nationally. Utah is not valued because Bobby Robbins is good at business and knows how to attach ASU to Arizona. Like, <laughs> that's the reality of the situation. So that's why I say, dude, like, like it, it, ultimately, winning, in my opinion, trumps all this other garbage. Dude, if you win, if you're Alabama, it doesn't matter if Nick Saban was to be regarded as an asshole. In a conversation, yeah. doesn't matter because yeah. you're in Natty's every single year, and you're, you're Alabama. In, you're bringing in college football playoff money every single year. <laughs> and by the way, your basketball program just got much better, and 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 that matters. So that's why I say, dude, winning matters. It doesn't mean that Stanford's some crap hole university or Cal is to be disparaged, but it just means that they're going to wind up in the compacted or combined pack in Mountain West, and that's a tragedy. Yeah. Very interesting. By the way, a bunch of people have asked me today if Utah's board of trustees is meeting. We were told they are not meeting tonight. So Arizona's got a meeting tonight at 6. 
I believe Washington's meeting is at nine. Mm-hmm. So I, we should tomorrow is going to be a, a, another history making day and expansion. <clears throat> it is it is absolutely going to be lit um, tomorrow. Twenty seven, uh, twenty five hours from right now, we are going to announce the winner of our first ticket giveaway. We're giving away tickets to big games all month long. Mm-hmm. Four big games. The first one we give away tomorrow, and it is BYU's first Big 12 home game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium against the Natty. Cincinnati comes to town September 29th, 8-15 ESPN. We are going to put you in the stadium in Provo tomorrow at 4.30 Mountain Time, 3.30 Pacific. Mm -hmm. All you have to do to be entered to win is do what so many people have done. Go to Super Chicks in Ogden, Utah, and Riverdale Road, or in St. George. Take a picture of your food. Take a picture in front of the store. You're entered to win. Oh, you don't you don't live near Ogden or St. George. Well, thankfully, the boys at Bucked Up have stepped up as well to support <clears> the show. All you have to do is send us a picture of you drinking a buckshot or drinking a a. A bucked up energy drink or placing your order at buckedup.com where if you use the promo code Monty20, you get 20% off your purchase at checkout. But you really ought to get a buckshot because it's a game changer. The lift that you get from these mentally is incredible. It's 200 milligrams of caffeine, but the 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 mental lift, that's what I call it. You're You're more alert. You're more able to think clearly. You're more able to kick ass at one o'clock when you're having that carb crash at lunch. Do what I do. Pop a buckshot. Do it. <clears throat> Absolutely do. And by the way, points for creativity, right? Like yes. yes, pictures, but points for creativity, dude. I, I need to see some creativity. That that's that's what we're that's what we're spelling, going for here. Spelling BYU with French French fries. Making your score prediction. Yes. On BYU versus Cincy. I love French, French fries. fries is yesterday. incredible. Was awesome. So we will announce those tickets tomorrow at 4.30. Now, my friends, if you are in the state of Texas, Monday, this is a can't-miss show. Well, every day it is. Monday especially. We are going to announce our week two ticket giveaway. Monday, right here on this show. It is one of the biggest football games in the state of Texas this year. I am fired up for it. I cannot wait for it. I am looking forward to it. Yep. It is going to be awesome. Bro, did you just throw up horns? What do you mean? Was that was that a low key was that a low key tell? Yes. That was a low key tell. We'll give away those tickets next Friday. We'll announce it uh on Monday. Super and it's going to be super easy to enter to win. Yep. Super easy. Let's get your comments in on the show. Um, oh my God! First of all, hey, let's run down all the new members. And you guys, the super chats and the tips—you're amazing. Thank you so much, uh, all of our new members so far. The Car Wash Channel is back. What's up, Car Wash Channel? Go. Christopher Murphy, welcome to the membership. Mark Stone, what's up, Stony? Welcome to the membership. And thank you for the $1.49 super sticker. Appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate that very much. Now, I will also say our first comment of the day 
is going to be a $20 super chat from Patriot Tex. Tex. Thank you for the $20 tip. I would think that Oregon State and Utah, Arizona and Arizona State would be the best bet for the Big 12. Stanford and Cal don't bring enough athletically to the conference. Oregon State and Wazoo deserve a Big 12 invite more. Well, there's two uh, a twofold way to look at this. Right. The reason Stanford and Cal were such a good fit for the Big 10 is the reason the Big 12 should want Stanford and Cal. You have a huge alumni base in, in the Bay Area. There are tech companies. There's money there. There's sponsorship deals there. There's huge viewership there. And, oh, by the way, Stanford and Cal would raise the level of academics in the Big 12 significantly, which, if we're being honest, is a struggle in the conference. Right. Academically, the Big 12 does not excel to the level of other conferences. Right. Stanford and Cal could fix that. But there is no question Stanford and Cal are a much better fit in the Big Ten. I just think the Big Ten's eyes are five to seven years at this point down the road. And they want to have flexibility in that period of time. Should a Notre Dame decide to join a conference, I think the only conference that they would join is the Big Ten. Right. For obvious reasons. Right. I think if Florida State, if North Carolina, if Duke, if any of those ACC members should spring free, I would think the Big Ten would want to be able to act. Because the other thing the Big Ten struggles in is basketball. Mm -hmm. The Big Ten in recent years has really come down to a 3-4-5 team league in basketball. Sound familiar for the conference? And if you're going to be at 18, you can't have three, four, or five teams that get in. But I also think, you know, for the Big 12, yes, they need help academically, but they don't need help academically more than they need to ensure their survival for the next decade. And and I I honestly think that's the conversation. How do how do how do I as a commissioner bring a package to my uh, to my presidents and chancellors that sends the message that hey we're adding we're not just expanding but we're expanding right. in a way where we're adding valuable brands that in a multitude of ways help ensure our survival because that's really. What we're talking about, the Pac-12 is the is the first man off the ship, if you will, of of us heading towards the two team, you know, setup that everyone loves to right. talk about. And, right. and and ultimately, I think if you're the Big 12, you got to look at that and you got to say, okay, we're a powerhouse in the business sector of running conferences. We know how to do business, but ultimately. The ability to do business is mostly contingent on your flexibility and how much money you have liquid. And so if the conference can add brands that year over year over year over year are in the playoff in football and in basketball, yes. Yes. that's going to build money, dude. Yes. So, so yes, they need help academically, but unfortunately for Stanford and Cal, you're not helping the conference make money. That's the unfortunate part. Sure. Is there academic money? Yes, but not to the level of athletic money in that same way. It flows differently, right? You're talking about grants and different things. Like, it works in a different way on the academic side. So that's why I say, like, the Big Ten's looking down the line, 
And the Big 12 is sitting here saying, okay, we like Bobby Robbins, right? Brett Yormark likes Bobby Robbins. He likes the business philosophy. He likes the setup. He likes the aggressiveness. He likes the vision. They're in lockstep there. The only question is, after, as you said, after this meeting tonight with the Board of Regents, right, does Michael Crow and Bobby Robbins leave that meeting aligned and in a place where Michael Crow is going to say, okay, yep, we're second fiddle, we're following your direction. And if that happens, Utah's fine. Yeah. But if Michael Crow gets a crow up his ass... See what wants, it gets a crow. If Michael see what Crow I did there, gets right. It, so okay. if so if Michael Crow gets a crow up his ass and goes left instead of right, Utah is in big trouble. And if Utah stays, and then you've got Stanford, Cal, Wazoo, Oregon State, then I think Stop. you're in a really strong position. Stop dude. with the just the tip jokes. There's no need for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for opening that door. Uh, by the way, if you uh, are just hopping on the show, please give us a thumbs up. It, hit the like button. It really helps us grow. If you are not subscribed to the show, please consider doing show so. We are trying to get to 25,000 subscribers before uh, football kicks off at the end of the month. We're at 21,568. Let's get to 22,000 today. Dude, if, if, you, if you get us to 25,000, the day we cross, and typically a lot of times we'll cross like uh, 25,000 the night before. Dude, if you get us 25,000 before kickoff, we'll give something away that very day. We can do that now. You guys have supported the show. Are you going to commit to what that is? I, what do you guys want? Nah, give me a PlayStation 5, bro. I mean, what do you want? Is a PlayStation 5 not good enough anymore? You guys that spoiled? I mean, if we listen, if we get to 25,000 subs by the time football kicks off, which is not, I mean, tonight, when the Jets. <laughs> and, yeah, the Aaron Rodgers. I, yeah, hit the like button, you guys. And, uh, yeah, if we get to 25,000 by the time the uh, college football season kicks off, we'll give away a PlayStation 5. Happy to do it. So make sure you hit the like button. Uh, let's all lock that in. Uh, Mark Stone just paid $2 to say, hey, Jake, just the tip. Yeah, thanks, Stoney. You're the best. <laughs> oh! Hey, how about Mark Thorpe for forty nine ninety nine? Hey, Thorpey, how we doing? Cheapskate, you couldn't give us the extra penny to make it fifty. <laughs> God, no, I'm kidding. Uh, would you both say Arizona, the Big Twelve, is one hundred percent at this point? I would. Yeah, I feel very confident in saying. Yeah, that. it's it's a it's a much more. It's not if they're going, they're going. It's it's more logistics on Arizona State and by extension Utah. Well, and I would encourage you to, to again. And I don't mean to keep going back to what Ray Anderson said yesterday, but listen to listen to how Ray Anderson's tone changed when he was asked about realignment yesterday. How do you feel? Where do you think it's going? How do you feel about it? Well, I really, you know, uh, I, I know you have to ask, but uh, we're not really commenting on that now uh, because it's in a, uh, a state where uh, credibility is dependent on confidentiality. And so... I can't respond to that other than to tell you I remain extremely hopeful uh, and understand personally that no matter how it ends up, Arizona State will be in a good spot. Bruh. So wait, this is the same muff that said, oh, we don't look at other conferences. I personally, as the athletic director, and now listen, that's somebody else's decision. I don't want to leave this conference. We don't even look at other conferences. I've never considered it. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. That was June 13th. He said, we've never looked at it, and I've never considered it. Oh, 
and then yesterday he said, oh yeah, we'll be in a good spot wherever we wind up. All right, bro, have a nice day. Didn't mean nothing by it. <laughs> what? With this guy. With this guy, and then... What, are you taking notes from Jed Fish there, Slick? And then, yeah, I was going to say, Mark Thorpe, you want a real answer to your question? Here's Jed Fish, the football coach at Arizona. What is he telling recruits about where Arizona's going? Arizona's going to have a place to go. Mm -hmm. That's what I tell our recruits. <laughs> be all right. That's what I tell our donors. <laughs> That's what I tell our families of you know, current personnel. Mm -hmm. We have a great brand. And we have a great basketball program, we have a great softball program, a great baseball program, and I believe we have the opportunity to have an incredible football program. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. Where we play <laughs> our road games, we'll wait and see for our president. But um, we are locked in and loaded for this season, and um, we're going to try to just be where our feet are, which is right now in the Pac-10. Uh, in, oh. the, in, uh, in the pack, uh, well, let's see, Oregon State, and, Washington State. Pardon me. Uh, uh, it, it, um, uh, Stanford, uh, Cal, um, um, the pack, whatever the fuck it's going to be. It doesn't matter because we ten. won't be there. All right, see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> There's no chance. I think Arizona, 100%. Arizona State, to answer your question, 90%. 90%. 90%. Utah, if Arizona and Arizona State go, Utah's in, 100%. This board meeting tonight, not to be redundant, yeah. but this board meeting tonight is critically important. It's critically important. And I'll run down all the news again in 10 minutes. We'll reset the whole thing. But this, this board meeting tonight, 6 o'clock Pacific time, it's going to be about 90 minutes. And it is, in, in my opinion, I think it is one of the absolute most critical meetings that you are going to see. And here's what's going to happen. They're going to open the meeting up, and about 15 seconds later, they're going to executive session. <laughs> and they are going to, and, and by the way, again, because I know there's a lot of new people on the show. Oh, we told you so. Yeah. We told you. Last Friday, expect an Arizona Board of Regents meeting early this week. We got that Tuesday. What I tell you on Tuesday, our source on the board told us, hey, there's going to be another meeting this week. Here Boom. I am. They announced it yesterday, pub th this meeting. They posted it publicly. This is, this is the lock solid one. Here's the thing I think you have to understand about the Arizona Board of Regents. They don't have the authority to tell Arizona what to do. Mm -hmm. They don't. But. The situation is, and this is why this meeting you're looking at on the screen right now is so important, because when you look at the, the fact that this is an executive session, look at number two, they're called to order greeting announcements from the board chair. Five minutes later, executive session. That means in private, offline, behind closed doors. Yep. So the question here is, and our source on the Arizona Board of Regents told us they don't have to have a public meeting mm -hmm. because they can't stop Arizona or Arizona State from doing anything. But the, these three groups, and the three groups are Arizona, Bobby Robbins, Arizona State, Michael Crow, and the Arizona Board of Regents. They make policy for the entire state of Arizona. So these three factions... We'll sit behind closed doors tonight and decide how they're going to do this. And if 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 I didn't 
if I didn't know and wasn't told that Arizona and Arizona State were going to be in the room, and really it's a Zoom call, but if they Still weren't going to be in the room, I would tell you this is just some BS. But the other thing I would tell you here is, guys, look at the, look at the, look at the, the bottom here. B, pursuant to Arizona revised statutes is what ARS means. Legal advice and discussion regarding university athletics. It's over. Yeah. Bro, it's over. Yeah. It is over. Heck, it's the up. We're out of here. There's not a question anymore of what this is or is not. This is Arizona and Arizona State leaving the Pac-12. Well, and I think timing-wise, you make a great point. When, when you said earlier in the show, Groom, that, hey, the Apple deal or the availability of the Apple deal to the Pac expires tomorrow at end of business. And so when you think about that, the that's why the meetings today because they the these schools understand okay hey if we're gonna do this and we want to do this we got to move we have to do this we have we we can't continue to drag our feet and so at this point i think we've passed the stage of oh george klyovkov is an idiot he sucks he's terrible this he's like right like (laughs) we're past that now right Right. like i mean it, it is no you're right it's amazing to me that they've just taken him out of the picture. George Kleopkoff is out of the picture. And, and, I, and I think what's really fascinating to me is, is kind of what I was speaking on before. Like, when I look at some of these figures, like the Bobby Robbins, the Taylor Randalls, yes. you know, the 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 Mark Harlins, the Dave Hickeys, which, by the way, I must say, Dave Hickey has flown way under the radar in this conversation, which to me is quite surprising because he is someone that likes to talk. Dave, Dave Hickey or J.D. Wicker? Uh, Dave Hickey, a hundred percent Dave Hickey. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the people who don't talk that yeah. are operating. Yeah. And you've heard from Dave Hickey a couple of times. You've heard from Bobby Robbins a couple of times, but after the Dennis Dodd interview, when have you seen Bobby Robbins run into the media to plant a seed? When have you ever seen Dave Hickey go to the media and say, Hey, I need to plant this quote. You haven't seen that. You haven't seen that. You haven't heard you haven't heard from Michael Crow, but one or two times he did an interview with the Arizona State student newspaper. Yeah. He's not run into the media. Michael Crow's known this was the eventuality the entire time. Mm-hmm. Because those two guys, and much to our credit, because really, if we're being honest, pimps are gonna pimp, right? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's a victory lap because nobody's going to cheer for us yeah, if we don't if we cheer don't, for ourselves. If we don't, no one's going to. But as we've been telling you, yeah. these guys know the deal. Well, and I They've think, known the deal. Dude, I was thinking about the comments, Ray Anderson, the comments you always reference from Ray Anderson at ASU, mm-hmm. where Ray Anderson was talking about the fact that, hey, we're, we're, we're good. We're Our top end, our top of the mountain at ASU in athletics is top 15 in the country. That's, that's top of the he mountain. Said, he said... On a tiny ass podcast that's done by a cameraman at a Phoenix news news TV station, mm-hmm. nobody listens to it, which is why I think he thought he could get away with it. Ray Anderson went on that podcast and said, "Yeah, man, we're you know," he said something to the effect of, "At our best, we're a top fifteen program. That's who we are." And so, 
What? The reason I bring that up, though, and I agree, it's outlandish. It's outrageous that you would say that as an athletic director. But the How reason does any I, coach go out and recruit with that, bro? The reason I bring that up is because there's. It's almost like at ASU, there's this this air or or this culture. How about that? This culture of yes. Hey, we're not trying to be the best. We're what we're trying to do is we're trying to carve out the fact that hey, we can make a conference money. Right, because we'll be in the tournament. ASU has been in the tournament with on pretty regularly. Right now, they don't win a bunch of stuff, but they are making tournament appearances in basketball. Yes, they they scratch the the twenty fifth, twenty fourth of the top twenty five like once or twice a season, and so they make just enough noise to be like, yeah, you know, all right, Bobby, yep. You, you can bring ASU. They're good enough, but we don't love them, but they're good enough. Like, that's what ASU is. And it is a shame because, like, ASU has a dominant hockey program right now. Like, ASU baseball has been a legendary program. But, again, yes. let's get to the balls of the conversation. Nobody cares about hockey or baseball or softball or cricket or table tennis or anything other than football and basketball because it doesn't make you money. Bottom line. That's it. And the biggest question at Arizona State is, at if they stay in the Pac-12, can they afford marinara meatballs? At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh. Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Download the Papa Murphy's Pizza app and then use the promo code MONTY25 when you check out to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. And you guys, the calzones are amazing. You can customize them now. Like, they're really good. But if you get the calzones, get the marinara meatball. Pour it on top of the calzone, and then, I mean, it is, it's amazing. It is so good. And not just because they're our official pizza, but it's, it is decadent. It is absolutely amazing. Check it out. Download the Papa Murphy's Pizza mobile app. Uh, hook it up today. Our number two of the Monty program is presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com. Did you make $1,000 at work today? Oh, you didn't. Tridaytrading.com. Uh, they have a $10 30-day trial membership right now for Monty Show listeners. Get to Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. The $10 is a charitable donation. That means it's a tax write-off for you. And for that, that trial membership, you get every single bit. And I want you to know my soul just filled up to the top. Because we just watched Hideki Matsuyama <laughs> absolutely wreck, oh wreck God, a, a, a pitch. I play a ton of golf and not well. We oui. and he shanked a pitch. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, uh, the thirty day trial membership at TridayTrading.com. Yeah, if you take the trial, you can buy new golf clubs so you don't whack it the way Deck just whacked it. It's amazing to see a professional golfer do that. Um, and ooh, <laughs> then he almost jarred it. But my point is, yeah. at TridayTrading.com, they're going to give you their entire program in 30 days. Make a decision. There's not one viewer of this show who's done the trial membership who did not complete. Because it's such a good program, it's easy to learn the process, 
and they're going to coach you for the rest of your career. You're going to graduate the program. They're going to fund an account with their own money. You don't trade with your money out of the gate. No, you trade your first trades with Triday's money. When you make money with their money, you keep 80% of the profits at tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Let's get you caught up on all of the expansion news today. And again, the question becomes, can the Pac-12 survive? And it's shocking to say it, but I think this news out of the Big Ten pushed back the doomsday clock a little bit for the Pac-12, and here's why. The news out of the, the Big Ten today is that they will not go to 20 teams. The Big Ten has said that they will not go past 18 at this moment in time, which means that they are going to add Oregon and Washington, which at this point is a formality, according to our sources that we spoke to about this. They've had Oregon and Washington penciled out for months. We reported this first, May 24th, on this show that the Big Ten was looking at Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal. Those four schools have been ready to rock and roll since October when these conversations started. The difference now is, is that the Big Ten doesn't want to go to 20. One, because the scheduling process, the running of the conference with 20 universities is a very, very arduous task. That's number one. But number two, we're just getting started in realignment. You look at all the tumult and turmoil in the ACC. You look at the fact that Notre Dame at some point is going to be forced to join a conference because how long after realignment, when the Big Ten's got 18 teams, when the Big 12 likely has 16 teams, how long can Notre Dame go making schedules with teams as an independent? It's going to become very difficult, especially when the era in college football flips over and we all start playing nine conference games. And then that eventually, because when you go to 20 teams, don't you have to play 10 conference games? 100%. I think you're going to have to. Notre Dame's not going to have a schedule unless they join a conference. I think the Big Ten and everybody else in college athletics is aware of that. Notre Dame football is an independent. The rest of their sports are in the ACC. But as a football powerhouse, Notre Dame is an independent. And I believe eventually they wind up in the Big Ten. I think that is an overarching reason that the Big Ten is going to stop right here today at 18 with Oregon and Washington. I think that is a huge factor. The biggest question now remains, what happens to Stanford and Cal? Because they instantly become schools without a home. Because in fact, If what we all think is going to happen, Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah join Colorado in the Big 12, the Pac-3 is dead. There is only one route. That's a merger with the Mountain West. Are you really sitting here today telling me Stanford and Cal join Oregon State and Washington State in the Mountain West? Yes, yes, yes. Jake, that just seems such a foreign concept to me. Yeah, I mean, it it is a foreign concept, but I think it's the reality of the situation. And unfortunately, you know, uh, I don't think it's too much of an exaggeration to say we're entering a new reality in college football. We're entering, listen, a chapter is closed. Like, let's be really honest about this. We're, We're, 
the 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 concept of a conference dying has been around for a long time, right? We've talked about you know align, realignment has always sparked the conversation of well, what would happen if the Big Ten or the SEC stepped in and ponied up money and started poaching teams? That's not a new conversation. We've no. been having that conversation for long ass time on our show and obviously every other show, and so now we're in a place where we're starting to see. Not the Big Ten and the SEC coming in and just and just setting fire to all these conferences. That's not what's happened here. The Pac-12 has come out of the dark and run themselves into the ground, which has lit fire to realignment, which has put schools like Stanford and Cal, who, who put their trust in Larry Scott, who put their trust in George Klyovkov, who put their trust in poor leadership, and now they're going to pay the price. So, yeah, that $4 million, TV, $4 million per school TV deal that's rocking in the Mountain West right now is going to have to get redone. That money's definitely going to have to get bumped up a little bit. But it, it, to me, it's just it, it's the natural progression because, again, when you take athletics for granted mm. and academia thinks it's yes. not a big deal, yes. this is the position you get put in. Excellent. I totally agree. When you take it for granted, I think you put yourself in a position where people take you for granted. I think that's an excellent point. Absolutely. Let's get your comments in here. Please go ahead and give us a thumbs up. Hit that like button. It really helps the channel grow. We try to get to 1,000 likes every show. We are halfway home. 528 likes in the first hour. Please, if you have not, all 2,700 of you, hit the like button. Let's get it done right now. And by the way, if you have not joined our, our, uh, our, our membership in two ways, Hit subscribe on the channel. Um, we are just 406 subscriptions away. Free. It's free to hit the subscribe button. 406 of you hit the subscribe button right now. We'd be at 22,000. Let's go. We are trying to get to 25,000 by kickoff of college football season. Please hit the thumbs up to give us a like. That really helps our channel. And subscribe if you have not. And let's read your comments. You guys know how important we take you guys. We get over 5,000 comments a show. Uh, Car Wash Channel, a new one of our newest members to the members only content, by DM the way. Me, brother. Make sure you DM Jake. Uh, it's a, is it official? Is Utah going to the Big 12? It is not official. It is far from official. It will become official tonight when Arizona and Arizona State move to the Big 12, which I think will be announced tomorrow. I think that's going to be the the tipping point because I don't believe the Big Ten will act until Arizona acts. Once Arizona acts, I think the Big Ten will take the time to announce Oregon and Washington uh, to the Big Ten. I think then Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah go to the go to the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, the I playlists is the vibe that Utah isn't in for the Big Twelve anymore. Not at all, and I think much like Arizona State. I don't think that there was ever a vibe that Utah didn't want to join the Big 12 mm-hmm. or that Utah looked down on the Big 12. And again, it's weird. Here we are defending Utah again. I don't believe that that was ever the sentiment of the people that we speak to at Utah. And we have spoken to people at the highest level yeah. at Utah. Yeah. At no time has anybody that we've ever spoken to at Utah disrespected the Big 12, had a disparaging word about the Big 12. What we have consistently reported and what we have consistently been told by the, the upper arches at, at Utah, our biggest concern with joining the Big 12 
is we believe that we will lose revenue through research and academics, which is almost certain to happen. But now that things have changed significantly with Colorado and this conference is teetering on extinction, I don't think you can worry about that as Jake just talked about. I don't think you can worry about your your academics and look past your athletics, which I don't believe Utah did. I think, though, that tides have changed. And I think now Utah, as we've reported, has been talking to Arizona, Arizona State, and the Big 12 about this process and how this needs to get done. Because there is a process at all three schools, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. That process largely will get polished off tonight at the Arizona Board of Regents meeting at 6 o'clock Pacific. And then I think I think Utah has to act. I uh, We've spoke to people at Utah just before the show started. There is no um, Board of Trustees meeting tonight at Utah, as many have asked me about. Um, there is not one scheduled. They flatly denied there was going to be one. I don't know. Maybe they're, they're just trying to hoodwink us. <laughs> we'll find out. But the bottom line is... I don't believe anybody in management at Utah ever looked down their nose at at the Big Twelve. Well, and I think what everyone goes to is, well, wait a minute, didn't Utah say that that you know academically the Big Twelve is not a fit? Well, yeah, they did, but that doesn't mean they looked down their nose. I I think at that time the conversation, I know the conversation in the Pac-12 was, hey, we're going to get a deal done. We're waiting for Georgia to present it. We feel good about the opportunity. We feel good about the fact that there is a deal coming. And I know you can all hate on that and disagree and call it stupid. And and I have my own thoughts about the fact that they've made some poor choices here. But the reality of the situation for Utah is... They were in that group, and they were bringing calm to Correct. the conference. And, Correct. And, 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 and I don't think it should be characterized as they were looking down their nose. I do think that Utah cares more about academics than they do athletics. That is true. However, I do think that Utah, at this point, cares more about survival than they do academics. And so we've kind of graduated to, okay, the writing's on the wall with this TV deal that's never going to come. Now we need to now we need to make a call to Bobby Robbins. We need to make a call to Brett Yormark. We need to make a call to ASU. And we need to get in that conversation, which they've done. So ultimately, and unfortunately for Utah, it's out of their control at this stage. Like Very right much now, so. as we talk about this, it's not in Utah's control. It's in Bobby Robbins' control and Michael Crow's control. Very much. And if the meeting goes well tonight, and those two leave that meeting on the same page, Utah should be in the Big 12. Very much. I, 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 that's what we've been led to believe is going to happen, for certain. Uh, Shooter Texas, I've been telling you for months that Stanford and Cal were not going to the Big 10. You said I was crazy, and I didn't know what I was talking about. I think up until three days ago, I would have probably told you you were crazy and you didn't know what you were talking about. But I I think the big change here was the instability in the ACC. Now, I also think and I, did we did we get that graphic, Jake? There there also is um, the North Carolina athletic director pretty much surmised what we have been saying for months on this show. Bubba Cunningham. Bubba Cunningham at North Carolina on 99.9 The Fan said, quote, I don't think it's good for our league for Florida State to be out there uh, barking like that. I'd rather see them be a good member of the league, support the league, and if they have to make a decision, then so be it. And I I think it's it's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Shut up. Yeah. Florida State loves them some Florida State. 
And it's embarrassing that you have been ripping your membership as bad conference members, as you know, conference members not carrying their weight. Because this is what Florida State's been saying. Mm-hmm. We're the ones that make all the money. We're the ones that bring the notoriety. You're not the ones that win, but never mind that. And now you have the athletic director at North Carolina kicking you in the bag, telling you to shut up, but yet you need to turn around and ask him to help you run a coup on the ACC because you believe you belong in a better, more revenue-generating conference. To which I say you don't. You, you deserve what you've earned. And I don't believe Florida State's earned anything. And so then... You take what Florida State thought they were doing, which was barking up the ACC tree and in trying to attempt a coup and everything yeah. he just said. Well, what have they really done? To the commenter's point, right? Shooter Texas. Take your victory lap, dude. Because back then, you had no freaking clue that FSU was going to run their mouth and create instability in the ACC, which then in turn got Tony Petiti's attention because Tony Petiti is now saying, okay, we can't go to 20 now. Sorry, Stanford and Cal, we're not going to 20 because Buddy over here at FSU is bringing instability to the ACC, and we know when that grant of rights is done, there's going to be opportunity for us to swallow up brands like Duke and UNC, uh, maybe Florida State, I don't know. That's why the conversation changed. So, yes, credit to you, dude. You ended up being right. You got lucky, right? You didn't know that that they were they were not going off of anything someone told you or whatever. You didn't know that. The reason it changed is because of what FSU is doing. And the Big Ten has vision. It's why they have the biggest TV contract. That's it's right. why they're in control. It's why they are the top dog financially. But, again, it comes back to winning and and doing good business and i can make a really strong case the big 10 does not do nearly enough winning in that conference and i i'm just telling you now i'm telling you now this is a brilliant business decision by the big 10 Mm -hmm. because it'd be easy to absorb stanford and cal as a decision i'm not saying logistically but it'd be easy to say oh yeah stanford and cal bay area tv audience revenue generators academics athletics yeah Mm -hmm. our 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 constituents, our alumni would love this. That'd be an easy decision. The right decision in my mind is what they're doing. I think what they are doing is smart because I think eventually, again, Notre Dame winds up in the Big Ten. And I think, I think eventually, I just, are we really going to see a day where conferences will have 24, 30 teams? I think that's impossible until. There is restructuring in how grant of rights is done, and there is restructuring in how schools get paid for their distribution because the grant of rights model has limitations. I agree. Um, You know, schools like Ohio State and Michigan and Oregon and Washington are not going to continue to grant their rights to a conference when— when they need to give away three-quarters of that pie to schools that don't do a damn thing in athletics. Yeah. And I I just go back to this, and I know uh, Chris Kohler said, well said, Monty, it's total negligence on the part of Larry Scott and George Klyovkov, not ESPN and Fox. Yeah. And there is this thing we do, and this is probably a reach. We shame the rich in this country. We always have, and we probably always will. Don't shame the rich in TV because they're doing exactly what you you would do if you were making their business decisions. 
The idea that ESPN and Fox are the villains here is completely ridiculous. Larry Scott, the former commissioner of the Pac-12, is the villain here. George Klyovkov's buffoonery and incompetence is the villain here, right? It, it, and the sad part is now, is there anybody watching this show right now here today who believes that George Klyovkov will do what's necessary to save the remaining passengers on his sinking ship, <laughs> which is call Gloria Navarez and make it happen. Make a merger happen today. If those phone calls haven't happened, and I've heard the rumblings that he has called and he has called the, the ACC and we get it. I won't believe that George Klyovkov is going to do what's best for anybody but himself until he does what's best for somebody other than himself. Actions over words. Because Facts. George Klyovkov has been an abject failure as the commissioner of the Pac-12. Larry Scott, by not doing a deal with Google and not biting the bullet and getting the Pac-12 networks on DirecTV, failed for everybody but himself. And Larry Scott, the former commissioner of the Pac-12, who was flying fucking private jets all over the country, who was staying in the, the, the penthouse suite at the Aria in Las Vegas, who had the nicest office suites downtown San Francisco, who was throwing money away, burning it, like it was just never going to run out. That's the guy who put this conference in this position. Because I'll say what I've said for a year. This is a historic failure. We've never seen a failure in sports of this proportion. This isn't the old USFL. This isn't none of that. What this is right here is malfeasance. It is absolutely fraud against your membership, in my opinion. You are derelict in your duty. It's not ESPN's fault that George Klyovkov wouldn't pick up the phone Fast. and talk to, to Brett Yormark about a merger. That's George Klyovkov's fault because his TV partners told him to do it, and he said no. Is that on ESPN? It's not. Is that on Fox? It's not. They warned him this was coming, but no, no, you had to get into your exclusive negotiating window. No, no, you had to value your conference at one point at $500 million a year with TV partners, allegedly. <laughs> you're, you are, in my opinion, you're a grifter, George Klayovkov, because you had no business ever taking the job. Mm -hmm. You were in over your head from day one, and I don't care that you were thrown into the deepest end of the pool with no fins. Nobody cares. You either swim or you die, and you're dead. Well, and there was clearly a path to this conference surviving and thriving. There it's an, absolutely was. It's an it, it's absolute buffoonery, man. Yeah. And it, it, I'm a passionate Pac-12 believer. I'm a fan of the Pac-12. I've covered this league for a long time. Well, it I, just never had to happen. Yeah, and I, and I think the the fall from grace is immense. I mean, I I, I I look at you know you look back to the to the great. Pete Carroll USC teams. You look back to 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 the great UCLA basketball teams. You know, you look back to all the great Oregon teams on the football field and and on the basketball court a few years, right? Like there have been awesome sporting teams in this conference. But none of that unfortunately matters now. None. Because I think it's fair to say the Pac-12's arrogance is quite literally killing them. And unfortunately, 
Um, now we're seeing it pan out. And, and yeah, schools like Stanford and Cal and Oregon State and Wazoo are going to pay the price for that. And, and I think it's a lesson learned for them, but ultimately a lesson learned for schools that make it to another conference. And, and I have to say, I, I respect the folks up at Utah and, and, and love, you know, love them, but you, you wandered far too close to the Mountain West in this situation, in my opinion, because... But look at Jake Dickert. You played, Jake played me a video right before the show of, of, mm. of um, Washington State football coach Jake Dickert. Yeah. Saying that, and his exact quote was, the old question of how long would it take TV money to destroy college football when bemoaning the current state of the Pac-12. Really? Really? Jake Dickert, when you're looking at Nick Rolovich suing Washington State, the state of Washington, and I believe the NCAA, you're going to blame TV money. Jake Dickert, you're going to look at your TV deal and the lack thereof and the lack of distribution and the lack of quality scheduling and the lack of quality officiating, the lack of quality partnerships, the lack of revenue generation. You're going to look at all of that and you're going to blame TV money, Jake Dickert. That's why you're a football coach at Washington State. Enjoy the Mountain West if you still have a football program at Washington State because guess what? That's not guaranteed either with the great Kirk Schultz, everybody's favorite you know, accountant who can't even keep his own staff happy running your athletic department budget. Good luck. Yeah, and, and by the way, I might add that it wasn't the TV uh, partner's choice not to merge. It wasn't the TV's partner choice not to put you on direct TV, right? It's it wasn't unthinkable, it, it, man. It wasn't Google's prerogative not to have you on YouTube TV, right? Like, and that's where I had an issue with that. And and again, I I I always maintain this. Notice the difference between Dan Lanning and Jake Dickert. The difference is is Dan Lanning is sitting on a mountaintop at Autzen on top of a program that's partnered with Nike on top of a program that if I said, hey, in three years, Oregon is going to be right back in the final four of the college football playoff. Man. Would anybody, would would you be at all surprised if, if Oregon gets into the Big Ten and within three years they're playing Ohio State for a conference championship and they somehow find a way to beat Ohio State and they go to the college football New Year's Six implication bowl? <laughs> Would anyone be surprised? No, you would be surprised about Washington State, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. Uh, Tom Dean gives us $2 to say the PAC 2.0 is Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, Washington State, San Diego, SMU, and Boise State with a, a tie-in to Sheila's Beauty Salon Bowl in, like, March where they play that game on a sandlot. I hope they don't do that. Honestly, I hope we don't have to have the conversation of how do we downgrade the the pack six to a G five. Can't do it. Or I guess at that point a G six. Can't do it. Uh OG Gary, two dollars to see Stanford and Cal should push to the Ivy League. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Nate Simons for five bucks. If the Big Ten adds Oregon and Washington, do you think the SEC will react and take two schools from the Big Twelve? They can't take two schools from the Big Twelve. Everybody in the Big 12 has a grant of rights. Yeah, and, and I also think that the SEC would be wise here not to to do nothing. And the SEC knows they don't need to do anything. Yeah, I mean, you already you just picked up two of the most iconic brands in college football. 
right? And I know Oklahoma's down after Lincoln, but still, an iconic program. Texas, big expectations this year. I, I might even say after Big 12 Media Day, bigger expectations than they've ever had based on what, uh, you know, Sark had said and John A. Barron said, and, you know, just the, the things that they're Jade talking about, Barron. right? Like those guys have expectations. And so when I look at the SEC and I say, okay, hey, yeah, Texas and Alabama, yeah, dude, that's a big deal, right? Like, yeah. like they ha- the SEC doesn't need to act right now. What the SEC needs to do is keep keep the totem pole of winning in order. Continue, from a conference standpoint, continue to put Georgia and Alabama in that in the college football championship game. And if Texas can get there, you're in a really strong position for the next wave of realignment that's inevitably going to happen. And if you've made all that college football playoff money, because this is what everyone forgets, every single year you're going to get paid out, and that payment is spread out over five years. So you're looking at like 30 years of payments out of the college football playoff. By the time you need that war chest of money, to go out and get teams and work with TV partners, you're going to be in a strong position. So they don't need to do anything now, dude. Preach. You don't need to do anything now, dude. I'm proud of you. Yeah, dude, I got this stuff on lock, bro. <laughs> Cyclone Steve for two bucks with the 12 say no to U of U, ASU, and yes to Stanford. And, and um, with the Big 12 say no to Utah and Arizona State and yes to Stanford and Oregon State. No. No. No, no chance. No. Dabo's 805 winning percentage. Pac-12 owns the rights to the Pac-16, so when Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Wazoo merge with the Mountain West, they are good, and Gloria needs to be commissioner. I Another process we've never seen play out, right? So let me... Never seen it. And nobody has an answer to this. I just think it's a wild question that we get to ask now. So if these two conferences merge, or the remnants of the Pac and the Mountain West merge, what is the process for deciding Gloria... Or George. Well, that process to me is quite obvious. It's a vote among the presidents. And if they inevitably go with Gloria, George is going to take his paycheck and ride off into the sunset and find another company to destroy. That's what we're talking about. I don't see any way, shape, or form that George Klyovkov is allowed to touch anybody else's steering wheel ever in college athletics. He has been, and I, I don't know him. It's not personal. He is an embarrassment. He is a failure. He did not execute. Yeah. He did not act when action was necessary. It is an egregious misstep with Man. this con like I'm talking about do you do you guys understand? Like there's a difference between having an average ass conference and ending your conference. Like the gap between your conference mm. being dead. And being the worst P five is massive. Mm. You, you, I mean, you really got to mess that up, man. You got to try. Yeah, to like you got to work up. hard. Uh, let's see. RJC man gives us uh, five dollars. Thank you, Scott Yeager. Scott Yeager, Meister. Because you haven't heard that one a thousand times. Uh, says, what would a media deal look like? Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, Washington State, and the Mountain West. Does CBS have any more money? Do you think they could get $10 million? I think that's the number that's in my head. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, honest to goodness, Damn, I think that ends your life at Washington State. I was going to say, bro, like... I don't know how you survive on $10 million a year. If you're, if you're Washington State, you're, you're, you're broke. They're, I'm not exaggerating this. And, and again, as bad as George Klyovkov is, Kirk Schultz is just as bad. Yeah. 
you're broke. Do you guys understand the story we broke on this show that now so many people have reported? There was a staff revolt. Like his staff at Washington State was allegedly threatening to sit in, which means they were going to go to his office and trap him in his office until he spoke to them. And they were not going to work until he spoke to them. They were going to shut down the university until he came and was accountable for the finances in the athletic department. From my opinion, his staff believes in the things I've heard, his staff believes that he overspent recklessly Mm -hmm. on athletics. And so what did he do? He issued a letter essentially explaining that there was a spending freeze that includes a hiring freeze until a full audit of the budget was done. Think about what Kirk Schultz does not have to work with, right? And again, I only say this to put into perspective just how much he messed this up. Washington State has not excelled in football or basketball in quite some time. So you're not getting college football playoff payments that I keep talking about, right? Mm. And and I hope people understand this because it matters in realignment big time. So when you're $70 million in the hole, when you're so far in the hole that your staff is doing a sit-in, you begin to understand that this guy is incredibly irresponsible, yet somehow, and this is typical Pac-12 behavior, yet somehow is the chairman of your of your your board of directors. Let that sink in. Somehow. Let that sink in. And for the second time, a president leaving the conference is on the board of directors. <coughs> With Bobby Robbins. Unreal. It's unthinkable. Salty Drunk, what's up, my guy? Says, what's up, guys? Can't wait for actual football kicks off tonight. Dude, you're telling me, bro. We have so much planned for the football season. I am so excited, and it'll it'll essentially, I think, some point next week, we will be able to announce a major, major deal for our show. Yeah. Like something that we are really excited about. I think that involves we'll, you guys. Yeah. That I think that will be next week. Yeah. There's just so much coming. Oh, you know, you know what we should be saying? A deal is imminent. A deal is imminent now. And and uh, I mean <laughs> listen, I would announce that deal today, but on purpose I'm not because I want the focus to be on that dick. I mean, or well, the mouth well, I'm on purpose not Damn. announcing Pardon me. See what uh, happened was it. it um, oh, uh, you know, I'm on purpose not announcing the deal because we want the focus to be on Jake's virginity. And nothing him, else today. <laughs> nothing else. What an iconic moment, dude. <laughs> People ask Jake all the time, "Are you really a virgin?" They'll be like, "Hey, bro, nice to meet you. I love the show." <laughs> By the way, hey, bro, uh, are you really a virgin? My sister's pretty flexible, man. <laughs> She's got room on her schedule. I can, I, I, I have cock. her. You, here's her number. You want to text her? We'll take care of it. I need a dick. Bruh. So good. Uh, Jim Munson, Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, Washington State, plus the Mountain West, at SMU and Tulane with that 18 team Super G5 or low end. P5, um, G5. G5, but I think there's a, a 
conversation coming, and I don't see it happening yet, but there's a conversation coming in college football where, again, the trickle down of P5s eating each other is going to lead to top-end G5s making more money. And schools are going to have to make a choice. Hey, do we want to be a low-end P5 that never makes the playoff? Yeah. Or do we want to be a top-end comfortable G5? Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Depressed Snoopy, who's been a member of the show for a month. Thank you, Snoopy. Um, Stanford and Cal should form a league with the best academic G5s. No doubt about it. Dabo's winning percentage. So is San Diego State getting the pro rata they deserve? Dude. I mean, you're on point with it. I mean, I, I that's one uh, of the most that's one of the dumbest things any president's ever said. How do unqualified people wind up in positions of leadership? Yeah, can I, can I get paid millions of dollars to run conferences into the ground? Like, I'll happily take the money. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I, I mean, honestly and truly, I don't get it. The Monty Show every single day is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. And you guys, before we get back to talking about all this and we read your comments, take a minute and ask yourself, what happens if you get hurt at work? Do you have a plan in place? If you are somebody that, yeah, absolutely a construction worker. If you're somebody that drives a forklift, a truck, if you drive a car, if you're in a position where you trip and fall at work and you break your arm, what are you going to do? Are you going to rely on your company and their lawyers and their workmen's comp insurance to take care of you? Or are you going to rely on the professionals who are never going to ask you to reach in your pocket to pay them? Because at the advocates, you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. So for Workman's Comp, they're the best in the business, so much so that you can get on their website, theadvocates.com. Right now, no matter where you're watching the show, theadvocates.com, you can chat with an attorney for free. Did you get hurt at work? Did your husband, did your wife, did your brother, did your best friend? Theadvocates.com. Did you get in a car accident? I know so many people are out on their scooters, their bicycles, their motorcycles. If you get in an accident, have a plan already in place. Say to yourself every day, hey, if I get in a car accident today, call on the advocates. Hey, I'm riding my bike this weekend. Me and my wife are going up to Bear Lake on the Kawasaki. I'm going to call the advocates if anything happens. Have it in the front of your mind because you have to be prepared for the worst while enjoying the best. The Advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business. Chat with an attorney live online for free 24-7 at theadvocates.com. Let's keep getting your comments in here on college football realignment. And again, to kind of reset the whole story, um, we are just three hours away, less than three hours away now, two and a half hours away from a massive meeting the Arizona Board of Regents meets tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific time in an executive session where they will likely make a decision about Arizona and Arizona State's future and whether they are tied together and moving to the Big 12. We believe from sourcing, we have been told that Arizona and Arizona State will move to the Big 12 together, which will then trigger Utah to join them the Big 12 will go to 16 teams with Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. The other big story today, out of the Big 10. The Big 10, according to our sources, will not go to 20 teams today. They will go to 18 because they believe that realignment is just getting started. Now, they have a grant of rights, the ACC, the SEC, the Big 12. But we know how things change and how quickly things change. The Big Ten wants flexibility because if Notre Dame is forced at some point to join a conference, 
the Big Ten wants Notre Dame to join the Big Ten. And if the ACC, for instance, melts down, they want to be in position. I think it's North Carolina before Florida State. That's just my opinion. But the Big Ten wants to be in a position to act. And if they are at 20 teams, our sources have told us the Big Ten feels like they'd be landlocked at 20. Because that's already a massive number to deal with at 18. 20 is just untenable just from a standpoint of making a schedule. Those are certainly the two biggest stories today. And I think the offshoot is, who's left in the wreckage here? You look at Cal and Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State. Certainly, they're going to play the victim card here. There is no doubt about that. But what do you say to somebody like San Diego State? Because I don't think there's any doubt San Diego State's a victim of their own stupidity. (laughs) But I also don't think there's any doubt they are a victim of the Pac-12's malfeasance and irresponsible actions. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Your thoughts, as always, are welcome. You make the show. Please hit the like button. Uh, We are looking to get to 1,000. We're just 260 likes away. There's 2,500 people watching the show. If you have not, please give us a thumbs up. Hit the like button. It really helps the channel grow as well. If you are not a subscriber to our channel, it costs you nothing. Please consider hitting the subscribe button. We are just, you guys, we are 377 subscribers away from 22,000. I want it. Let's get it done today. Let's get it done today. 373 of you, please hit the subscribe button. Everybody hit the like button. Let's get back to your comments. Tom Osborne gives us $2 to say, Utah fans more irritating than Skyler White. Wow, that's pretty irritating. That's pretty irritating. RB, maybe the Apple deal looks bad at this time, but are we missing the potential if Apple buys part of ESPN, which they will not do, if not all of it, and take over the market? So what this specifically is talking about is ESPN's pursuit of an equity partner. And we have extensive sourcing and reporting on this that says ESPN, A, indeed is looking for an equity partner, which means a small share. And whether that is a professional sports league like the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, or whether that is a media company that can help with distribution, a lot of people have pointed to Apple. The difference here is Apple and Disney our competitors. There's no question about that. Disney yeah. owns ESPN. And there's no question that ESPN and Comcast, NBC Universal are business partners already. It makes a lot of sense. And reports have said that ESPN Disney is already in talks with NBC Universal Comcast for them to pick up a share of ESPN. It is a big, big boom in distribution. It pushes the digital product much further for ESPN. And the thing you have to remember is ESPN is not looking to be a TV network anymore. They are looking to provide the world's leading sports content directly to consumers. That's a term, DTC, directly to consumer, likely starting in 2025 or 2026. They already have the business model in place with ESPN, the app, and ESPN+. Plus. I think it only makes more sense to do a deal with somebody like NBC Universal and Comcast, whereas Apple, who has struggled to distribute MLS and has struggled to get a deal over the line with the Pac-12, NBC Universal has massive sports holdings already. It makes too much sense for them to own a minority stake. 
and ESPN. I think that is the eventual outcome there. I don't believe that Disney will ever own outright ESPN. There would have to be, Bob Iger would have to get run over by like Barbie and her Corvette. Um, that was a, that was a Barbie reference. Barbie reference. Yeah. You know, uh, he'd have to, Bob Iger would have to get hit by a train and everybody at ESPN would have to fall out of an apartment building window or something. Yeah. Like the tragedies would have to be long and lengthy at ESPN for that ever to happen. Yeah. Bob Iger is a businessman and, and business people understand that you, you want, you don't need to own a hundred percent of anything. Correct. You need to own. 51%. You need to have a controlling stake in the decision-making process. That's all that matters. So so ESPN's challenge right now is they're not liquid. They are very much stagnant and held up. And so everyone seems to confuse the concept of selling a company with selling an equity stake. That's two different things. So Very different so, things. So we're not talking about ESPN looking or Disney looking to sell ESPN. We're, we're talking about Disney looking to get ESPN more liquid so Bob Iger can be more aggressive, so Bob Iger can make Disney more money because yep. ESPN is incredibly profitable and Disney is not. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it, I don't I don't see it happening. That's just my opinion. Um, I think there is certainly a, a, a lot of people who talk about it. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. I really don't. Um, let's see. Bigfoot uh, gives us $10 to say that if the Pac-12 universities get into the 12, um, what would it cost for them to rebrand the Big 12 universities, two Big 12 universities? Um, you know, it's interesting. We were looking at Oregon today. Oregon doesn't have conference affiliation in their recruiting pictures the last 10 days. Mm-hmm. Anybody notice that? Like the recruits, you know, they go put on uniforms, take pictures. Oregon doesn't have conference logos on those pictures right now. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, it's not cheap, but it it's also... I mean, it, it's not millions by any stretch. Now, you have to paint the field correctly, BYU, but <laughs> they might need to reach out to Utah Tech for insight. They've done it a few times. See what he did there? Yeah. The sleeping the giant. The rebrand. DW2CB for $2. Utah's board isn't meeting. Give me a break. They're not. We spoke to somebody directly at the board who said there is no meeting on the books until the 8th. Five days from now, which feels a little long. Uh, Justin Games, at least Stanford and Cal know how to pull out. Damn. Another pull out there. Uh, big shout out to Rob Simpson. Uh, hang on one second. Okay. On. Hey. Pull it out. Mark Stone for $2. Hey, Jake, just the tip. Thank I read you. that one earlier. Thank you. You know. You know. Um, let's see. Patriot text for $5. If Utah gets left out of expansion, how does the portal wreck their team? The portal. The portal. Uh, I think I think you'd have to be far more aggressive in the portal if you are not in the Big 12. Look, if, if Utah gets left out of the Big 12, you need to understand something. That, that football program is going to get burned to the ground. You need to understand that. Kyle Whittingham, in my opinion, will retire or go to another program. But if I you're – wait a minute. If you get left out of the Big 12 – Mm-hmm. Arizona State, Utah, Stanford, and Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State. That's six members. Aren't you trying to merge with the Mountain West? I think that's a P5 conference. Mm. I think if you have those six members, San Diego, Wales, Vagina State, and Boston State, that right there is the makings. Right? I mean, I, you have a way then, to, in my opinion... You have a way then to keep the 
the remaining members of the Pac-12 and the Mountain West, I think that brings everybody up, and I think you're a P5 conference. Yeah, yeah. Would I, you you I disagree mean, with that? If they are, they're definitely the lowest P5 conference, no doubt. But I, but yeah, I mean, you you have, I mean, you can. It just feels like you have to justify because you've got Mountain West teams in your conference. That that's what it feels like to me. Like San Diego State, okay, free pass, cool. You're you you could be a P5 team, All right? Great, but you're not going to get me to be like, yeah, Boise State, wow, they should be a P5. But, the, like, but then what do you say about Illinois? What do you say about Indiana in football? What do you say about What Iowa? do I say about Indiana in basketball, though? What Indiana's do I say about... Indiana's pretty damn good. Right? What do I say... But so is San Diego State. Yeah, for one year. But I, they've been they they've been building. Yeah. Right? But, but do you see what I mean about this? You, you, you kind of have to... There's, there's sort of this justification that has to happen but i think there's a justification at the at the bottom what do you say about vanderbilt what do you say about georgia tech what yeah. do you say about pretty much everybody in the in the acc i guess the difference is is uh, i'm not trying to be argumentative they're there already we don't they're have to there say already. anything that's we don't exactly have, right like we don't have to say anything because they're there already yeah. now do you want to talk about hey when realignment happens again through this next TV cycle, yeah, Georgia Tech is going to come up, right? Like yeah. Boston College is going to come up, Illinois is going to come up. But uh, again, I just, I, I agree that the the idea of Mountain West and Pac-12 schools merging to form a P or a G5, it makes sense. I think the other thing we got to talk about is, dude, we've never had to downgrade a P5 to a G5 or define what a P5 means or. Or whatever, we've just had a system here. We've had structure, and now that structure's changing. Yeah, and the and and the answer is we don't know because we've never been here. Yeah, I don't. So, I don't know what defines a P five. Like typically in business, it's like okay, a P five is ten schools, and they got to have this much admission, and you got to have this and that, and you got to play like, this many games. This many games. And... Like that's typically what you get in business, but we don't have that. You just have. Five conferences here, and then you've got D one, D two, D three. Like it's it, just... but this has ultimately been the issue with the Pac twelve for the better part of a year now. Yeah, there's no P five for you to add. Yeah, right. That's the other huge I mean, problem. And, and if you let's say this whole thing goes to shit and you wind up merging with the Mountain West, the first phone call you better make is to Tulane. The second phone call you better make is to 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 probably SMU because they have money. That's their value. They have money because they're not giving you Dallas. Mm -hmm. But if you get Tulane and SMU, you add those two teams to the remnants of the, the Pac-12 and the, and the Mountain West, I think you have a... Geographically, you certainly have a P5. You have a P5. I would agree with that. But if those six teams are in this conference, you certainly have a P5. Now, if we're being realistic, I think Arizona State and Utah are going to the Big 12. I think Oregon and Washington are going to the Big 10. I think that the travesty here is that Oregon State's going to be lumped into a pretty. Oregon State's getting a lump of coal for Christmas, dude. Like this is a travesty. This is a tragedy yeah. for Oregon. I, I honestly, I'm not being dramatic. I don't think that's too strong of a word. And they're going to get piped on that Reese renovation. Absolutely, they're going to get piped. That load's about to get a lot heavier. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's run through a couple more of these. Kelsey Hamer, so do you think the Utes make the Big Twelve? I do. Rick G, thank you for the super sticker for two dollars. Uh, Addison Hester for $5. How do y'all think this quote conference consolidation will affect auto bids to the playoff? Another great question. A lot of people don't know this and I, it's public knowledge. I don't know why you guys understand the auto bid starting in 2025 and beyond 26, 27, 28, 29. Those are all unlocked. 
Those have not been defined. So I think what's going to happen is that's where you're going to figure out to the question, and I think it's a great question that you ask every day. Well, is the Pac-12, if it survives in any form or fashion with one tire and the motor's on fire, uh, is it still a P5 hunk of crap? Well, we'll find out when those those bids are locked. Is it simply a matter of the college football playoff committee deciding a conference is not a P5? I mean, is that literally what we're talking? Like, is it a thing where no. maybe maybe it's more of a thing where you don't get defined? Maybe maybe on paper you're still technically a P5, but if the college football playoff committee never puts any of your teams but, in the playoff, but, 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 but. do you understand how much pull Stanford has? If it's just Condi Rice alone. But do you have you guys ever looked at the board of trustees around most of the Pac-12 schools? Utah's a great example of this. We were talking about this like yeah. Saturday or something. Yeah. I think there's three members of the Utah Board of Trustees. We were looking at them. Yeah. That have PhDs or uh master's degrees from uh Stanford. Yeah, and some of them uh some of them are out of the legal program at Stanford. Like, and... I mean, you're talking about Harvard MBAs. I mean, it, you guys, Stanford has immense power in college sports. Immense. I have a hard time seeing Stanford in the Mountain West. I don't know what eventually happens. I feel 95% they're not getting into the Big Ten. I, like, I had a guy today who has never been wrong say it's over. We're not, we're not going to 18. They're not going to 18. I don't want to give his identity away, but... We're not going to we're not going to twenty. We're sticking at eighteen. Mm-hmm. Oregon and Washington, it's done. That was exactly the conversation I had today. Like, I can't believe Stanford ends up in the in the Mountain West. That would yeah. be just an absolute haberdashery. Uh, I don't know. That's probably not the right word. Jesse Donovan for five dollars. Jesse, how are you? Uh, I would love Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah in the Big Twelve. Fun games. Go Oki State, Pokes. Mm-hmm. Mark Stone. Monty, it's only the tip. Thank you. Troy Hester. <laughs> so do they issue a therapy dog to every Ute student, or is that just for the fans? Well, it's funny how how the tone with Utah fan has now changed to, yeah, Big 12, Big 12, Big 12. Let's get to the Big 12. We're so excited to play BYU. Guys, I'm telling you the Utah fan base is despised. And I, I just will continue to say, And over the last three, and I'll say three, four days, I've heard it, not regularly, but enough to know. I think Utah's image has been damaged by their fan base. I do. I think the the social media, you know, you tough guy, you've hurt your team. Yeah. You've hurt your team. And there's two in particular that I'm not going to shout out. One of them was mentioned to me by name today. As, wow, that guy is a Twitter terrorist was the term that was used. Jesus. And it, it's just not. It, it, for every for every dude who was like, hey, man, I apologize. You know, like for the very best Utah fans, the the passionate fans that, that, that are out there. There's 20, 30 of them on Twitter that are just cretins. Yeah. And it's really sad because it's just not the 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 truth about Utah fan base. The Utah Ute fan base is phenomenal. Their alumni are phenomenal. Their boosters, their donors, their leadership, phenomenal. But their fan base on Twitter just destroys all of that, man. Uh, Tom Osborne, 
Board of uh, Regents meeting on Pac-12 network to ensure privacy. See what he did. See they what put he did it there. on the network because nobody, nobody can watches. see it, so it's private. It's a good point. Mark Stone for $5. Larry and George Klyovkov always pulled out. Mm-hmm. See what he did there. All right, let's get some shout-outs to new members. K-State by 90. Let's go. Hey, by the way, for everybody who joined the members-only content, because a lot of you have um, in the last three weeks, Make sure you DM Jake. Yeah. You get entry as a as a premium. There's two tiers of membership on our channel. For $1.99, all your comments get read. Uh, for $9.99 a month, you get into our members-only Instagram group, and it's a great community. Yeah. It really, really is. All of this realignment talk alone has been phenomenal on the on the twi- on the old uh, Insta machine. Yeah. DM Jake, SLC Jake on Instagram. He'll add you to that group. <coughs> You have to be in the nine ninety nine tier though to get yeah. in. Yeah. So K State by ninety. Um, YouTube user has become a member of the show. Nice, nice. Oh God. The, I don't want to know who this is. But this is the word I said I could not <laughs> say. The Mike Leach Meteorological Society. Let's go. Let's go. Meteorological is one of the most difficult words that I have ever had to say. Mike Leach is a goat, dude. Love my guy. Um, Love him. Rick Jr., it's pretty wild how a couple of YouTube hacks have been right on so much the past year. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate you, Rick. I I appreciate that. And we've really worked hard. And and not that you guys give a damn about this, but one, hit the like button because that helps the channel grow. We're trying to get to 1,000 likes every show. Um, we're at eight fifty six. So if you have not, please hit the like button now. If everybody here hits the like button, it's over. We've got it. Yeah, um, like the pack, it's over. Yeah. And if you're not subscribed, <laughs> if you're not subscribed, please, it's free. We have twenty one thousand five hundred or six hundred fifty nine subscribers. Would love to get those three hundred and forty one done right now. If you don't subscribe to this channel, please hit the subscribe button. It really makes a difference for us. Um, but you guys may or may not know this. We started this show on our own. Um, I've worked in radio for 25 plus years. I've worked at ESPN. I've worked at sporting news. Like I've had a great career. We started this YouTube channel, I think a little less than two years ago with like seven subscribers. We didn't get serious about it until about a year and a half ago. And the explosion has been amazing. Because we've really worked hard to be credible, and we've really worked hard to bring you guys into the show so you'll comment, you'll like the show, you'll be part of it. Because without your opinion, it's just two dudes sitting here talking. Mm -hmm. So we really appreciate uh, that you guys are here, Um, and we really appreciate that you guys partake in the show, and um, I I just love it. I appreciate you all so much. Thank you for being here. And now we're just 70 likes away from 1,000, make it 69. Uh, let's go. Appreciate you guys so much. Big bad brass bulls. Yeah, bulls. Gives us ten dollars to say this year BYU wins the Big Twelve title. Hey man, you should open the garage before Dude, you. Do we need to talk about car on? Uh, what's your contact in Columbia for that cocaine you're on? Uh, gets into the college football playoff, wins their second natty. I get married to that supermodel next door. Hold on, um, don't do it. Monkeys are flying out of my butt again. I'll get back to you. Okay, is a hell of a drug. <laughs> James L. AAC pays more than the Mountain West. Cal Stanford 
Uh, PNW states join Rice and Tulane after SMU goes to the pack. Mm. Nah. But see, the, the difference is Oregon, Sta- Oregon State right now today is you're going to see they're going to win 10 games this year. They're going to be a motivated, like, I think a Mountain West Pac 12 remnant merger, I, I think is far better than going to the AAC, in my opinion. Polk State gives us $2. Thank you, sir. Hero 75, I guess Stanford at least going independent. They have the money to not really worry about the best media deal. And likely in a few years, they would be the most likely partner to come into the Big Ten with Notre Dame. Maybe it plays out that way. I mean, you're not wrong about them having but billions. But where too. are they getting a TV deal? If the Pac-12 as a conference can't get a TV deal, is Stanford going to Amazon Prime? It, like, where are you getting a TV? Gotta go somewhere, bro. And by the way, do you know how difficult it is to schedule right now? It is so hard to schedule. It, 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 Tom Homo at BYU should have won a Lifetime Achievement Award just for the schedules he built as an independent. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how difficult it is to schedule if your name's not Notre Dame? I mean, honest to God, if, if the hand of Jesus Christ was not writing the schedule for Notre Dame. Do you know how difficult that is? I, I just can't see them going in God's name, image, and likeness. Landon, who's been a member of the show for three months, thank you, Landon, says Utah is gone just waiting on Arizona State and Arizona. I would agree with that. Alex Crows, uh, if the big land's just Notre Dame and Florida State, who would be number 20? I just, dude. I mean, you're, you're, the, you're taking Oregon years, and Washington. Dude, we're years away from that, I, I bro. I think we are. Dude, Florida State. And again, I'm not even an ACC guy, right? Like, I'm not, I mean, you know, I'll watch Duke, UNC, or whatever, but I'm not some ACC fanatic, but I know how to read paperwork. And the grant of rights has you locked in. That thing's ironclad. It's over. You're not leaving until, I I believe it's 2035, I think it is, is the year that that thing expires. So... You can keep barking up that tree, but it's not going to get you anywhere. So to your question, the Big Ten is not even looking at ACC schools. What the Big Ten instead is saying by saying, hey, we're not going to 20, our cap is 18, is they're leaving availability for those ACC schools in 10 years, bro. Or I guess it'd be, what, what, 12 years? That's what we're talking about. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know how Florida State thinks they're getting out of it. Yeah. I'm honest to God. Florida State, and I'm trying not to be a jerk about FSU, but Florida State's a laughing stock right now. They're Mm -hmm. they're quite literally getting laughed at because they think they're like, I don't know who told them that LSD was still a thing, but this acid trip that FSU's on is remarkable. Nobody wants you. Nobody likes you. You are not valuable because you won't shut up. Learn your lesson from the Pac-12 and stop talking. Go win games. Go go get in in the NCAA tournament. Go to the Sweet 16. Go to the Elite Eight. Go play on Monday night in the, the tournament. Then bitch and moan. Go get into the college football playoff. Then bitch and moan. Like, do something. I, I'm just, I'm so tired of the rhetoric. Man, I'm so tired of the rhetoric. Cowboy Country, what's up, my guy, for $5? Utah's Board of Regents. Next meeting is August 8th. They don't need to speed that up. Just call Brett Yormark and say we're coming. The problem with that is 
The problem with that is they, I mean, five days. Do you know how long five days is right now? It might as well be five years. Yeah, dude. Five days. You get a week ago, this was a completely different script. Yeah. It, it, it's Thursday the 3rd of August. Friday, and, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, this is done. Dude, it's over. It, it It's over. I don't see any way that they can wait. I really don't. No. Nah. Cool Blue 71 for two bucks says Pac-12 is a lesson on how to not do business. Correct. Yeah. And I also think this, dude, this thing about the Apple deal being taken away at the, at the end of business tomorrow is crucial. Yeah. Because where else are you going to go? Where, like, what do you, like, what, what are you going to do? Dude, it's over. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a way out of this. It's over. There's no way to. I'm telling you, this Board of Regents meeting tonight is procedural, literally procedural. We can sugarcoat this with the the Pac 12. It's over. Uh, Tom Dean for $2, 380 million real dollars, 500 BS dollars. Probably. I guess. We are talking about like monopoly money. Like, look at the money that it would take because, and I'm probably missing the lead here on the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business, no matter where you're hearing this show, you guys, check them out. Whether it's a car accident, maybe it's broken concrete, maybe a slip and fall, you got hurt at work today, your friend, your brother, your mom, your wife, your side piece got hurt at work today, got in a car accident. Make sure that you get to The Advocates, theadvocates.com, where you never pay a penny to talk to an injury attorney. In fact, you don't pay The Advocates unless and until they win your case at theadvocates.com. One of the things that I'm probably underselling, one of the big deals is that BY, or excuse me, Brett Yormark has such a good relationship with ESPN and Fox that he was able to get this done. One of the other reasons that that is so critical, because we were told by sources that ESPN and the the Big Ten have been talking for several weeks about expansion and adding Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal, and trying to get ESPN to buy into the Big Ten TV deal, which is new money, which is critical if you're going to go to 20, which they're not going to, But even if you're going to go to 18, I think it was really smart business by Tony Petiti to get in touch with ESPN and say, hey, here's where we're at. Where are you guys at? And do you have an appetite for this? Because I think one of the things that was very clear from the jump, ESPN was disappointed to end its relationship with the Big Ten. There's there's no doubt about that. I think ESPN, if this was a different moment in time, if the NBA deal wasn't coming up, if the Big 12 wasn't expanding, because there are some people who believe that could cost, Big 12 expansion to 16 could cost ESPN $120 million. Could get expensive. So the Big 10 reaching out to ESPN saying, hey, let's create, and what my sources have told me was a Friday night game and then a Saturday night Big 10 after dark game. Dude, it makes a lot of sense for for ESPN and the Big Ten to be in the expansion business together. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense because I also think, by the way, what else does that do? That gives them another revenue source to add Notre Dame. 
because I think there's a lot of people who believe Notre Dame's probably going to get a $75 million annual deal from NBC that's going to run concurrent with the Big Ten deal. If you had a situation where you could go to your partner at NBC and say, hey, how about we split the Notre Dame paycheck with ESPN by giving ESPN a a Saturday night game to go with your Saturday night game and maybe we offset shoulder programming. Maybe we give NBC the exclusive two-hour or 90-minute kickoff window, then bump that in so that everybody finishes on ESPN. There's a way to cut that pie where everybody makes money. I think Tony Petiti already is demonstrating the reason he was hired to be the commissioner of the Big Ten because he's a TV guy who worked at NBC. And I think that's why Brett Yormark was hired to be the commissioner of the Big 12 because he was an entertainment guy who worked at Rock Nation and has done big contracts and understands how to operate. Whereas George Klyavkov was a Vegas hotel casino guy who has no business doing the job that he's currently employed to do. And that's why the Pac-12 is in the mire and in the mud that they are in. Yeah. And it's it's really unfortunate because, again, I'll just keep saying it doesn't have to happen. Agreed. It never had to happen. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, YouTube user says, uh, leftover pack relegated to G5, George Klyavkov for man of the year. I mean, just crown the guy right now. Yeah. Crown the guy right now. Put a put a pile of crap in a in a Ziploc bag and drop it off on their their front door in in San Francisco now out in the East Bay. Mm-hmm. Man of the year. Shooter Texas for five bucks. I was right about Cal Stanford because I was thinking like a media partner. No media partner wants to pay big level money for those two. Not ever. But you're not paying $100 million a year to Stanford, Cal, Oregon, or Washington. No. Oregon and Washington are going to go to the Big Ten for 50 or $60 million a year. Yeah. And that the rest of that money is going to get divvied up amongst Big Ten membership. Yeah. So if you were bringing in four teams, you're probably paying them $200 million total. You're not paying $400 million. No. They're going to have to earn their way up. And that's one of the things that I think is absolutely brilliant with this expansion thing. You should not come into a league and get a full share. You should have to earn your way up, and you either rebate that money back to your TV partner or split it amongst your membership. Yeah. And if Oregon wins a college football playoff, they're instantly at 100%. Yep. For every tournament basketball game you win, you gain 1%. If you win a national championship in a a revenue-generating sport, you're at 100%. Yeah, and by the way, can we also point out the fact that $50 million is a massive freaking raise for any Pac-12 school? Yeah, because they've been taking home about $16, $17 million. Look at all the the scandals. So you're not going to catch them complaining. No, it makes perfect sense. Boss Frog for five bucks. What's up, boss? Hey, Monty. Hey, Hey, boss. Uh, If the Pac-12 dissolves, what happens to the Rose Bowl tie-ins? Will it be Big 12 versus Big 10 or an at-large for the Big 10? That's already changing. Yep. Remember that the Rose Bowl doesn't go to the Pac-12 champion anymore. The Rose Bowl wanted a more prominent placement and now is pretty much a regular partner in the college football playoff. So moving forward, the the Pac-12 champion no longer has the tie-in there. It is a college football playoff bowl. 
So that kind of solves itself. Again, win the game, then you can have that problem. Yep. Rick Chi, what's up? Do you think newcomers UCF, Houston, Cincy still add value to the Big 12 after these P5 schools are added? Certainly. I think, and this is a Cincinnati problem. Cincinnati, I think of all the new programs, Cincinnati with Scott Satterfield has the steepest hill to climb into relevance. Because I think when you lose Luke Fickle to Wisco and you're bringing in Scott Satterfield, and I love the narrative, oh, Scott, Scotty can't recruit in the Midwest. (laughs) What region can't he recruit in? He is a charismatic, smart, intelligent guy that knows how to talk to kids and parents. Yes. It's just going to take longer for Cincinnati to ramp up that football program because they are rebuilding it. Even if they had stayed in their conference, they were going to take some time to ramp up. But I look at Houston, the Metroplex, the Houston area, phenomenal. Dana Holgerson's coming. And he's phenomenal. I look at BYU. I don't think there's any doubt that Kalani's a stud and that the changes he made on his coaching staff, while very painful, were, were necessary. And I look at UCF. And I'm telling you, they may be the most ready team already. And at the same time, the biggest underdog. Nobody knows anything about UCF. Go ahead and go down to UCF. Enjoy the bounce house, dude. You're going to sweat through your crack, and you're going to lose football games. They have facilities, dude. They have an athletic director that knows how to operate. Yes, and is aggressive. Because I think that's two different things. Yes. And and I, I hope people understand this. Knowing how to operate is good, right? That's good. Right? You've got the car. You know how to sit in the seat and turn the car on. You know how to drive around town. But being aggressive, that's a whole different thing. If you can be aggressive and you know how to drive the car, now we're talking. That's why Brett Yormark is so effective. Yep. I agree. Make sure you hit the like button right here on the Monty Show. Give us a thumbs up. If you are not subscribed, please consider subscribing. It's absolutely free. Um, and again, we we have we have had a great year of subscribers. We are really trying to get to twenty two thousand by the end of the show. And I understand we have fifty minutes or so left. We're at six seventy five. Twenty one thousand six hundred seventy five. It's three hundred twenty five away. There's twenty three hundred people watching the show. There's a large swath of you not subscribed. Give us a shot. I think you'll see that we have a good time on this show. We talk a lot of football. Talk a lot of basketball. Five days a week, consistent. Every single day. We are 2 to 5 Pacific. We are 5 to 8 Eastern. We are, I don't know what we are in truck stop time. (laughs) What about in Arizona time? Arizona time, we are 2 in the morning to 7 at night. Okay, thank you. Um, Thank you. You know. But give us a shot. Give us a subscribe. We'd love to get to 22,000 by the end of the show today, so let's get rolling. Uh, We are at 21,687, so thank you to the 12 who just subscribed. Um, but you see how much we try to bring your comments in. We appreciate it, everybody. We, oh, if you give us a super sticker or a tip, we always read your comment first. Caleb White did that. Would Stanford and Cal just be better off going independent? I, I, I don't think so, I dude. Don't I, think I, so I really don't think so. Because remember who you're talking about. Like, again, and I know Cal has got tradition. Stanford's got tradition, right? They've done some great things in the past, but remember who they are at their core. They're educational powerhouses, right? That's who they are. So if you're an educational powerhouse and you happen to play football, you need to be in a conference. 
And if that's if that's the Mountain West, great. Great. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Uh Caleb Yeah, I just I just disagree. I I think it's almost impossible to be independent these days. Uh the Mike Leach Meteorological Society. <laughs> we're we're growing here. We're developing as kindergartners and stuff. The pirate votes to plunder Utah, Stanford, and Zona. We have all discussed the value Zona and Utah ad nauseum, but Stanford brings prestige and has proven they can uh, be elite in football at times. Mm, Coach, they, I don't disagree with you. They ha absolutely I they disagree. Have proven. No, they, they have absolutely have not proven, proven that. that they can be elite in college football in today's day and age. You have not shown me a damn thing okay. in probably five, seven years. I don't disagree with that, but it, it I don't think it's a long stretch. The problem is academics and in, in, in enrollment at Stanford. I think their fan base is tiny. Their campus is tiny. But the biggest reason to include Stanford in anything you can do is because of the money that comes with them just on geographics alone. Where they're located, I mean, you can look out their back window and see Apple, Intel, Microsoft. You can see Google. Like the money that is there, the the the, the children of those institutions that go to Stanford, the instant relationships. Think of the Titans of Tiger Woods is a Stanford alum. Condoleezza Rice. So you have politics, Hollywood, athletics. Like you want to be affiliated with Stanford. I mean, I, we've talked about this ad nauseum. Tom Dean, when pack drama is over, will Monty retire? I'm already retired. The Rye Guy, 1218. Well, I can't read your comment because you're a Seahawks fan. Mm. We have a policy. On, no, I'm kidding. Uh, does George Klyavkov sleep with his secretary? I doubt she would stoop to that level. Nate Simons for $5. I'm not humoring your games. Stay hard. Uh, Nate Simons. <laughs> How much alimony will UCLA have uh, to Cal now that there's no Pac-12 media deal? That's a great point. No idea, dude. Because it's going to be significant. It is going to be significant. Gary Wolf for two bucks. GK and KS are too stupid for words. Okay. You're a Utah fan. Okay. Okay. K I, I, who's KS? Kalani Sataki. Is it? Do you really, is that really Kalani Sataki? Like, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. <laughs> Nicholas Kreese, Pac-12, 10, 9 presidents should have ran screaming when Klyovkov said there's no contract when they announced the alliance with the Big Ten and the ACC, which never materialized. It's one of the stupidest things he's ever said on, on camera. Media Day was a continuation of that hubris. And Pac 10. Colorado ran for the hills. Yep. Raul, thank you for the five dollars. Imagine being Colorado right now. You've already secured yourself. You feel good? how good that must feel. Mooncat, late to the game tonight. Any updates? Arizona meeting at eighteen hundred Eastern time. That's six o'clock truck stop time. Uh, I'm loving our truck stop conference and being on the other side of it for West Virginia. Well, I hope that I, Neil just Neil Brown don't show up for work tomorrow, please. Can we? <coughs> <coughs> Go clean coal, dude. <coughs> It'll be fine. With Dawn. Stop. Stop yourself. Um, we're just waiting on Arizona and Arizona State. Yeah. And I know Greg Swaim is out tweeting that 
all of a sudden Utah has the weekend to decide, I can tell you firsthand that's not the case. With all due respect, Greg, firsthand that is not the situation at Utah. Yeah. They, they, the Big 12 is they not. They don't have the weekend to decide. And they don't need the weekend to decide. Yeah. Utah, I think a lot of people don't, and I'm not speaking specifically about Greg Swain. We, we have talked to the upper up, up of ups. We, we are well connected at Utah. It's not a decision that they're having to make. They're, the decision's made. The question is logistics. Arizona and Arizona State. I don't think it's breaking news that Arizona and Arizona State are going to the Big 12. Yeah. The issue at Utah is process. They are not, they have not been working on this because our sources have told us that Arizona and Arizona State have been working on this since Media Day. And that once the Media Day fiasco in the Colorado situation happened, Arizona and Arizona State immediately started talking. And I don't know specifically, I'm not clear on the roadmap, but I know that Utah got involved in those conversations. So it's not as though Utah is like new to this and they're like, well, fuck, are we going to step down to the big? That's not the case. And we need to, we need to stop this narrative that somehow Utah looks down on the big 12. That's complete bullshit. That's not the case now, and it's never been the case. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. It's never been the case. So let's stop the nonsense that somehow Utah has disrespected the Big 12. Taylor Randall has had extensive conversations with Brett Yormark and his team. Mark Harlan has had extensive conversations with just about everybody in this process. They have been the leadership at times of the entire Pac-12 behind the scenes. So the idea that Utah, like I, I heard yesterday, Utah was completely caught off guard. <laughs> Tell me you don't know anything about Utah. And I love it. Sources at Utah told us they were caught off guard. Right. Okay, you're a liar. Because... Nothing that's happened in this conference catches Mark Harlan or Taylor Randall off guard. You understand that Taylor Randall would have succeeded Mark Tessier Levine, the Stanford president who resigned in, in shame, essentially. Taylor Randall would have been the next guy on the board of directors. Utah's not caught off guard. Yeah. Utah's not looking down their nose at anybody. It is very simply a matter of process. And the question is, does Utah have to have a board of trustees meeting to make this move? That is up in the air at this point. And the answer is, I don't know. I know that all of their donors are in line. I know there has been rumblings about some disagreement on the board of trustees as to whether all of them are in line. I am told that's a formality. It's a conversation. That's already been happening. But the idea that Utah is, you know, so, like, I feel like everybody's like, well, you know, they don't have telephones there in Utah. So, like. They got to they gotta send letters via pigeon. You know, and the fucking pigeon saw, like, a shining light 
and ran into one of those solar panel lights, and now he's oh. dead. So now we're writing another note. It and, really hit me. And by the way, they only read hieroglyphics in Utah, so it's going to take some time to stencil that shit out. This and then the untrained eye. We've got to train the pigeon, you know, to just just go straight and don't fly over Provo because they shoot pigeons down with bows and arrows down there. TDS, you know what I mean? Like, you guys understand there's airplanes and telephones here. Like, you guys, it's it's crazy to me that people are like, well, hey, man, there's no well, hey, man. Utah is not caught off guard. Yeah. Stop the madness. Stop. It, it's just, it's so funny to me. It is so funny to me. All right, a couple more. Um, let's see. Zachary says, for what it's worth, would the Pac-12 leftovers plus Mountain West be the strongest G5 football conference? It probably Certainly. would. Certainly. It would, it would be a wrecking ball in football. Uh, Bryce gives us $10. Thank you. As a lifelong Utah fan, I apologize for how bad Utah sucks on Twitter. Thank you. Appreciate that. Curtis, UW board called a special meeting for today at 9 p.m. Indeed, they did. Yep. Yeah, we've talked about that. Arizona at 6, Pacific. Utah, at, or excuse me, um, Washington at 9. U-dub. Charles Evans gives us $5. Thank you. Tornadoes don't stop spinning. Hmm. I bet all Utah fans drive a Prius and double park it. Triple park it, please. Uh, in okay, the bike lane. You. you know. <laughs> Starter 179. Monty, remind the people of the strength of the Big 12 basketball. Tech is a national title in 19 years. Baylor national title in 20, in 19. Baylor in 20. Kansas in 21. Plus Arizona. Dude, it would be unbelievable. If you had Arizona. Yeah, I'm telling you again, and I know we argued about this yesterday, you guys. You put Utah in that league in football, and it's over. Yeah. The Utes will wreck you in football. No, they won't. You don't say that. I know we don't. Again, again, we only do eight, eight, eight millimeter film here. That's what fucking takes me to fuck off. I get it. But Utah football film cannot be lied upon. It, it just can't. Mm -hmm. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Look, I know we only communicate by teletype and sonar here. Yeah, send a fax. Oh, my God. Uh, Justin Games, who's ready for EA Sports College football? I am. Yeah, that's not happening until realignment's done. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Probably not. Uh, Gary, FSU been ta uh, taking arrogance lessons from Texas. Yes. FSU can pay 120 mil to leave if they are desperate, and they still don't get to put their games on anybody else's TV. Nope. Nope. It Good luck get, with that, Slick. You can pay to leave, but you can't put your games anywhere else. Nope. Because you, you granted your rights. It's a grant. Idiot. Name, image. And we built this program on grant. <laughs> Mark Stone. I'm a Utah fan for over 33 years, and there are a bunch of assholes in every fan base, but you are not here back in the 80s and 90s. B.Y., who cares? Who cares? Who cares how arrogant BYU fans were and are? <coughs> we're not talking about BYU fans. We're not. We're talking about Utah fans. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. BYU is already in the conference. You're trying to get to, But it's not even dude. that. It's not even that. This is what we do in this country. 
Oh, you murdered somebody? But look, Kenny down the street, he murdered two people, so I'm off the hook. Catch me outside. How about that? Nobody cares about Kenny, man. We care about you, Utah fan that ruins Twitter. We care about you that I saw a Utah fan the other day, like, say some of the most heinous shit about a guy out of out, simply because that person said, enjoy the Mountain West. And you went straight for their sexuality. Yep. Like, what does that have to do with BYU? Stop doing that. Uh, what does UCF add to the Big 12? Okay, Energy, well, I think. Energy, quality athletics, revenue generation. Um, they're in Orange County, Florida, which in case you don't know, Orange County, Florida, are, are, we, are we really... You guys, are we really going to have the discussion about what UCF brings to the table? Just from a just from a recruiting standpoint, just from a recruiting standpoint, that UCF puts you into Central Florida, Tampa, Lakeland, Orlando. Yeah, I mean, it opens you up because they're. What I don't think you guys understand is they're good at sports. Their women's sports are really good. Their football program with Gus Malzahn, the bounce house is an incredible home field advantage. And by the way, pick your poison in the Big 12. In November, when you have to go to Orlando, when it's 80 and humid, and again, your soul is sweating out your butt crack in the fourth quarter, and you can't feel your legs, go ahead and explain to me, at that point, ask me again what UCF brings to the Big 12. They bring a huge market, a lot of viewers, a really good athletic program, revenue generation, recruiting. And a damn good athletic director, I might add. And Gus Melzahn. I, it, what do you mean? Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Are you trolling? I would assume you're trolling. And hey, listen, RB, if you pay me $2 to troll, dude, keep trolling. Happy to do it. I know, reset. Delaric. For five dollars, if Oregon State is that like kidneys, uh, would have told the Big Twelve the week of the two days in Dallas they want to come. Do you think they would have gotten in? I don't think so, because if you can get Utah, you're taking Utah every single day. Yep. Because the the value yep. of Utah is unquestioned. Uh, Mark Stone got it right. David, the Utah fan, said Mark Stone. Um, I'm a Utah fan for over 33 years and there's a bunch of assholes in our fan base, but you were not here in the eighties and nineties. BYU fans were way arrogant. What does that have to do with your behavior? I, and, and it's what my mom always used to say, mom, Keith Horowitz has Jordans. Why don't I have any? What do you think my mom used to say? I don't care. I'm not Keith Horowitz's mom. I'm your mom and you're not getting them. What does BYU fan have to do with Ute fan? Why does BYU fan being arrogant in the 80s make it okay for you to be a complete prick on Twitter? Mark Stone. And most of us are real Utah fans and root for every Utah team to win. This veteran sports fan loves your show. Go Braves, best in baseball. Yeah, and I'm not trying to make it personal yeah, with you a, per se. I just yeah. think that I don't like that it's a convenience thing. That's why we do that. We, we don't want to just come out and say, yeah. It matters not what it's BYU the easy button, fan It's does. easy button, bro. It matters not yeah. what other programs are doing. Program. It doesn't matter, dude. 
Yeah. It doesn't no, excuse us being an asshole on Twitter. Mark, it's not personal, dude. Yeah, I mean, you're you. I I don't dislike you. You've never treated me poorly. It's that concept because I get that concept all the time in sports talk. All the time, all the time. People are like, "Oh, well, like on Twitter right now, I got a guy trying to cram it down my throat that San Diego State is better than a lot of Big Twelve teams because they have a 500 winning percentage against P5s over the last 20 years. Who the hell cares, dude? Yeah. You haven't done enough winning when it matters most. We don't need to talk about 10 years ago, dude. We're, we're talking about now. We're talking about realignment now, yeah. not 10 years ago. Yeah, and it, it just is. I think the misconceptions about the University of Utah are, are tragic. Yeah. And one of them is that their fan base sucks because it doesn't. The vocal minority on Twitter, which is always what they are. It's always the vocal minority. They have too many Twitter tough guys. Yes. Just is what it is. Welcome, Jansen, to the membership. Thank you, Jansen. Welcome, Mark Thorpe, to the membership. Let's go. Thank you, Mark Thorpe. You're the best. Uh, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Welcome back. Mark Harrison, good to see you. Always good to have new members. I don't know why I'm singing Spartan Warrior 64, which is better than 69. Yeah. Uh, great show, gents. What are Notre Dame's chances of eventually giving the Big Ten the finger and flipping uh, heads by joining the truck stop conference, a.k.a. the Big 12? Nah. Yeah, it's not. That's happening. below them, bro. I I'm sorry, but that is truly below Notre Dame. I mean, I think what's going to happen here is the Big Ten's going to give Notre Dame the bird. And then Notre Dame's going to clap back by joining uh, first team all SRT in the Sabinator in the SEC. Yeah, I agree. No U gives us $5. I believe that's no U. Okay. Uh, BYU will vote. Oh, God. BYU will vote for the U to join if Mark Harlan agrees to take the Mormon missionaries' lessons. <laughs> Way too inside. Way too inside, hmm. which is Scock. inside is also an Anita Dick and Ming. It's an honor code violation. It's an honor. That's that too is an honor code violation. Hmm. Okay. Uh, self report GMAC. We are indeed rebuilding Cincinnati, but we have made really good hires since the mid 2000s. Antonio B. Kelly. B. Kelly is a shitbag, and don't you ever say anything nice about him. B. Kelly, as a Notre Dame fan, a diehard Notre Dame fan. I was happy to see him go, and I loved watching him leave. Like you ought to know, you bought it. Get out! Get the! Don't let the Golden Dome hit you on the way out. You take your Southern accent down to LSU. Family. Family. What a jerk. Um, B. Jones, Tommy T. Yeah, bad hire and fickle. Yeah, and I think Satterfield's a really good hire. He I, is. I had a really good conversation with him at Big 12 Media Days. Uh, big Bad Brass Balls. Oh, God. Super Califragilistic Expialidocious. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm smart. Uh, Gary Wolf. KS stands for Kirk Schultz. Okay, good. Oh, uh, okay. Kirk Schultz. Yeah, yeah you got to be careful mixing up the KS thing because there's a lot of KSs <laughs> on this show. Rick Jr., for Big 12 fans, can y'all inform us on what the best game day experience and traditions at Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are? You got to go to Utah, and you got to eat at the Utah Pig Bus in the in the the lot. 
Yeah. The tailgate experience on the hill is amazing. Outstanding. Utah Pig Bus probably has – not probably. Utah Pig Bus has, always has the best food. Yeah. Always. Um, in Arizona and Arizona State, you can't tailgate because you, you quite literally cook yourself from the inside out. Yeah. The, and people mistake you for brisket, and they start eating you. The only thing with Arizona State is uh, it's, it's having, having Mill Avenue is really nice. Yeah, walk down Mill Avenue – yeah, I mean, there's the game day experience at Arizona State's nice because it is a party school. I mean, there's no doubt. Nobody goes to Tucson. No. Nope. Small crowds. Yeah. Now, when they start winning, that'll change. But, dude, it's Respectfully, hot Respectfully, Tucson, Tucson is just a little bit different oh, of a town. Damn. And I maintain it's a town, not a city. Um, much have you like ever Boise. been? To, have you guys ever been to Dubuque, Iowa? <laughs> Tucson, but it's like and, 120. Pardon me. Yeah. It, um, Have I been to Dubuque, uh, Iowa? Dude, with all due respect to, to Zona fans, dude, you—you, you, it's a dry heat. And all due respect. It is a dry heat, and it's still 120 degrees. With all due respect. And you can't sweat because you wake up dehydrated. So it, it don't. It, no, no, no. Go to Utah. Yeah. Go to, go to Utah to the Utah pig bus in the in the tailgate lot. Go to Bam Bam Sound in Provo. Trust me, dude. Yeah. Trust me, bro. Trust me. Uh, Stuart gives us a $1.49 super sticker. Thank you, Tom Kirk, for the dollar. MJ Bissett. Stanford Cal on par with Ivy Leagues. Go FCS. Nah, bro. Nah. I'm telling you, they're not. Are you telling me Stanford and Cal? Um, are you telling me Stanford and Cal are on par with Harvard and Princeton in football? No, they're not. They're not. I'm telling you. They're not. It, they're better than that. Patrick Despain, the Eagles procrastinated the ACC. The Eagles. BC. Uh, you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, the Eagles. One of my favorite guitar solos ever. Uh, let's see. Gop1386 for $10. Love the show. I came for realignment news, but I'm staying for life. We appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you, dude. Make sure you hit the uh, like button. We appreciate it. Tom Dean for two bucks. Jake, Monty mentioned Notre Dame. Where's the fart sound? Stop, dude, Tom. I, I, I'm not aware of any connection between, you know, Notre Dame and fart sounds. Well, they are full of... No, never. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> Spartan Warrior. UCF legit NCAA football natty co-champs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not. They're not. They're not. I'm telling you. Mike Smith. Monty, quit lying. Utah does not even have electricity or indoor plumbing. Well. We don't. I, I, I live in Utah. I dig a hole in my backyard, and I wipe with leaves. I'm and a man. Hoping not to get that, what do they call that, oak stuff? You know. Where it puts the white stuff on your skin. Hoping not to. Poison ivy. Poison oak. Poison, Poison oak. ivy too. That no man. You get that on your butthole, man. It's Dude. Not, I mean, it's not good. Not only do you not have wipes, <laughs> you you certainly don't have a bidet. You know. Uh, Big Dog O-Town. Honestly, them are BYU fans saying that. Let's keep it real. Shout the Mobamba. Truth. Truth. Kim uh says Monty crushing egos. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Callahan caught off guard behind the Zion curtain. Oh, my God, dude. I do love this dude. idea that it's like, oh, boy. You know, do, do you guys know that you can cook with actual gas? You don't. Are you out of your to, goddamn mind? You don't have to cook with fire anymore, bro. Like, do you, do you know how many people are like, oh, man, when I was in Utah, 
I saw I saw that family and all their wives and their sister wives and their brother wives and their cousin wives, and they were outside cooking over a campfire. I couldn't believe it. And they said, come on over. Let's read the Book of Mormon together, bro. <laughs> like, that's what people will say about Utah. And it's just not true. I'm not LDS. I'm not Mormon. I'm not from here. And I'm a Notre Dame fan. And nobody says two words to me. Stay hard. They're like, I will never forget when we moved here. People are like, bro, I'm look, man, shake my hand before you leave because the Mormons are coming for you. They're going to get you. What's up, big bro? Shake my hand because I'll never see you again. Tell Tom Cruise we said hello. Hey, you know, it's Tom Cruise's Scientology. Fuck it. They're all the same. I'm unfamiliar with it. Shake my hand. <laughs> what? That's not true. It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. But look, you're going to be stuck in a traffic jam behind those covered wagons on the freeway. <coughs> what? <coughs> I mean, the, the perceptions that are just not and reality. Hey, I'm good with it. Think all the, quote, damn Mormons are terrible people. Don't Look, move to this state. Stay yeah. your ass in Wyoming. Stay your ass in Go Florida. To all the Californians that are moving to Bruh, Texas, keep going. Dude, stay your ass in Norman that's on the wall 80 keep, times. Keep dude, going. Do it. Please. 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 Go ahead. Tell Joe Osteen we said hello. Please. No. Please. Notre Dame, our mother. Go ahead. Go yeah. to Texas. Dude, please, dude. <laughs> Don't come to Utah. Utah sucks. Don't move here. Yeah. Please. Please. Uh Donna Black says I have a Don Black says I have a telephone. You're, wow, a, you're a liar. Bro. You're a liar and we're coming for you. You're a damn liar, dude. And then there's people who are like, oh, aren't you guys like you guys don't have telephones. Like, I see you on the front of those oatmeal boxes. Hello. We're, we're not, not the, available now. We, they're Please not. Please your name the, and phone number Quakers. after the beep. We they, will return your call. They're in, Pennsylvania, they're in Pennsylvania, dude. Not Utah. Dude. What's wrong with you? I'm not a Quaker. Neither, neither am I a Mormon or a Latter-day Saint. And you two motherfuckers need Jesus. And I probably do need Jesus. <laughs> not today. <laughs> hey man, I saw your neighbor on the front of that, and don't deny it. I saw your neighbor on the front of that oatmeal container, and they, God damn it, I saw the wagon wheel in their front yard. It was a planter. It's kind of symbolic. <laughs> Bullshit. It's a planter. <laughs> it's a, the stuff I have heard people and ask me. We haven't me. even gotten to Utah State fan yet. Hey, do you guys sell beer there? Should I bring my own beer, dude? No, because you're not coming. Um, you know, Provo Cougar fan, Utah is waiting on the Huntsman and Eccles family approval. You ain't wrong. Uh, RB says 9 PM, LOL. Yeah. Washington apparently likes it late. You know, it just, you know, it, it is what it is, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, roundabout. So is it too late for Utah to pull out completely? Stop it. Stop it. Hiscock. Hiscock. You know. Hiscock. Crisbo. Oregon State is shooting down Utah's pigeons to stop them from getting to the Big 12. <laughs> they know reset. Well, you know, fucking Mormons don't even have telephones. We can't invite them. Send the pigeons. What if, well, what if we send somebody walking over the pass? Will that get it done? The pass. Well, look, we have, we, but we have cars, Fred. We don't need people to walk over the pass. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. But I don't want to offend the Mormons when we get there driving cars and they're in horse and carriage. Like, what? Oh, my God. I could go on. I won't. I shouldn't.
I could. Shooter Texas, that guy forgot about Houston in the Final Four in 2021. Yeah, by the way, never mind Houston basketball's a juggernaut. Yeah. Let's n- let's not forget about that. Tom for $10, this comment section on Twitter X t- toxicity is just scratching the surface of the toxicity that is the Utah BYU rivalry. Yeah, oh I mean, my dude, god. Dude, that's why we need Utah in the Big 12. Like let's not beat around the bush here. Tom, I'm with you. I couldn't be more excited for BYU and yeah, Utah every dude, year. Dude, I want the smoke, dude. Even if I tried, I ain't got no more excitement. Yeah, dude. I've given all the Fs I have to give. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, bro. Maury Alvarez. Don't besmirch the great state of Florida. Did you guys hear No. Did you hear about the, Go read Orlando Magic DeSantis. <laughs> that whole thing lit off today. <clears throat> Tom Danes gives us $5. Thank you. Mark Stone for two bucks. Hey, Jake, it's fart time. Love the show here for life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I watch those guys, two guys, hacks guys, on guys, YouTube. Guys. And all they do is play fart sounds. There's no content. It's just them. They eat beans and then they sit in front of a microphone and fart. <laughs> <laughs> G. Lee from Baylor. Can't wait to play Utah. Win or lose. Looking forward to the game. Football is almost here, bro. Tonight, bro. NFL football. Let's go. NFL football in 20 minutes. Hall of Fame game, I know. In 20 minutes. By the way, if you're new to the show, number one, are we at a thousand? We are at a thousand. Thank you for getting us to a thousand likes. Well played. Um, There's 1,800 people here. You guys, we only need, oh my goodness, 200 263 subscribers. Let's do it. Come on. Of the 1,800 people that are here, if we can get 260 subscribers, we're at 22,000. I'll give away a $100 gift card if in 19 minutes we can get to 260 subscribers. Please. 22,000 will give away a $100 Amazon gift card. Let's go. Let's get it done. If you are not a subscriber, hit the subscribe button. Do it. There you go. We are down now to 237. Do Let's it. go. Do it. do it. And if you hadn't hit the like button yet, please do. Always appreciate that. I want to remind you, we are giving away football tickets every Friday on the show for the month of August. This Friday, tomorrow, in 23 hours, we will be giving away BYU versus Cincinnati, September 29th, down in Provo, where they ain't got no power. Anyway. Um, you're going to go to Bam Bam's barbecue. You're, we're going to give you tickets to the game. 8-15, September 29th, ESPN for the first ever Big 12 Conference home game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. All you have to do to get entered in that contest is interact with one of our clients, the great folks at Super Chicks on, in Ogden on Riverdale Road. We're down in the Jeezy. What's up to all of our listeners in the Jeezy? Good to see you. Yes. Coming down to play golf this winter. Cannot wait. Yes, yes, yes. By the way, we were supposed to golf today, but it poured rain. Yeah. We'll golf tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Just go to Super Chicks. Take a picture of your food. Tag us on Twitter. The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y The Monty Show. Or S-L-C Jake on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. The Monty Show. S-L-C Jake. Tag us at G8 at Super Chicks. Do it. Or if you're if you're not near Super Chicks, my guys at the official energy drink of the Monty Show, Bucked Up Energy, we love those guys. Look how much energy we get from Buckshot. Yeah, dude. We took Buckshot over two hours ago. Still have a lot of energy. The voice is coming down a little bit, but I feel great because of Buckshot. All you get at Bucked Up, you guys, is quality ingredients for a quality product. 
that does exactly what it says it's going to do. You need your supplements, your pre-workouts. You need your energy drinks, your collagen peptides, your greens. My wife's training for a triathlon. She's using Bucked Up Endurance. I mean, everything they do, they do it well. Go check them out, buckedup.com. If you order, use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off your purchase at checkout. Take a screenshot. Tag us on Twitter. The Monty Show, SLCJ. It's really easy. You're entered to win the BYU Cincinnati tickets. Now, I will say, next week, the tickets are phenomenal. Legit. And it's going to be even easier for you guys to win the tickets. The the client tie-in next week is super easy. And there's going to be two big ones that are going to be phenomenal. The next two weeks, this one next week. Yeah, it's 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 legit. I'm telling it you. It is absolutely, positively legit. It's one of the biggest games of the year Get involved, in man. We're not asking for a lot. Get involved. Get involved. Trust me. It's going to be. If you think you can't win, oh, you watch can. us work. Oh, you can. Trust me. Oh, you, you guys, we are now just 200 and 438, 238 subscribers away from 22,000. Let's go. With 15 minutes to go. Get it done. There's 1,700 of you watching. Get it done. Um, <laughs> Mark Stone, it's fart time and tip time. Love the show. Appreciate you. It's fair. It's Utah, the Big 12's, is Utah, the Big 12's new Texas. Toxic fans. Well... But I, I'm not saying fans, you're wrong. Texas fans are like Laker fans, right? Like oh, here we Texas go. fans are bandwagoners and hey, we're the best until we're not. They disappear when they start losing they're games, right? They're not bandwagoners. Texas fans are they're not bandwagoners. They're oppressive is what they fucking are, right? Yeah. Like Texas fans are we're never losing a game. Yeah. Hook 'em, boy. Yeah, what are you, Jerry Jones? Hook 'em, boy. Come on. Like they're never losing a game. Ever. If you ask ask if you ask a Texas fan, they've never lost a game. Hook them, boy. Mm-hmm. Dude. <laughs> I should stop. Paxton. <laughs> Look at Paxton. Paxton gets it. He totally gets it. Where is it? Right there. Oh, comment dump. Paxton. Hook him. Hook him, boy. Hook him, boy. You got to have this gravelly boy. <laughs> All right, now go out and steer them cattle, boy. <laughs> you always got to throw in boy at the end. Cowboy country. The only bandwagon fans are the OU fans. That's why their mascot's a wagon. Damn. Dude, you and I both know Bedlam should still be played. Um, Crockett says, sounds like the. Stay hard. Ohio State fans. Seriously. Tom Dean, Texas says they're great after they lost. Yeah, you know what I mean? Shit, here we go. (laughs) Paxton, hook him, boy. Hook him, boy. Tanner Plummer, Zach Milson's about to play. Oh, but it's RSL game night. Please. So in our members-only Instagram group, by the way, everybody who joined the membership today love you. If you join the $9.99 tier, make sure you DM Jake because you do not want to miss Tanner Plummer. I don't. What is Tanner's title on the show? Isn't uh, he the executive producer still, or did uh, we fire sure. him from that? Yeah, I don't know. Well, he fired know. him himself. Yeah. But anyway, Tanner's like, oh, hey, man. That's the new Tanner voice, apparently. I don't know. But Tanner gets in the group chat. He's like, it's RSL game day. 
We're going to play this. Here. We're playing RSL. And they're doing this and they're doing that. And Jake immediately goes red ass. And he's like, fuck RSL. It's NFL <laughs> kickoff. I'm sorry, Ted. I had to, bro. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to. James I L. Apologize. What's the special for the 1,000th episode? Might sub then. James. Dude, bro. So what? Giving away Amazon gift cards and football tickets across why, why the country is not. Why are you holding not... your sub? Why are you holding your sub, dude? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, Rick ba Banovich. Hope I got that right. Banovich? Banovich? How likely is it that Utah doesn't end up in the Big 12? I think 10%. It's, yeah, I would agree. It's not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's likely at all. I think yeah. it's done. Micah Abbott, Greg, are you kidding? Not even close. Pathetic Bedlam would be loser. Oh come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, Travis Stillman says, "Hook him, saw him off." Yeah. Oh, horns down. Oh, uh, attention, all fans in the stadium. Uh, please respect your uh, visiting Texas Longhorns. We will not have horns down signs. Okay, in, fuck you. But in case you don't know what that is, you just, just horns down just like this. That's illegal. Everybody practice to know what not to do. Yeah. I love that around the, the, the country, people are like, we will, not we will not tolerate fans saying horns down. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, Jay Baller, UCF adds huge recruitment ground. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. RB. LMAO, Utah, UT sucks. I hope that's what you mean. <laughs> OG Gary. I'm a Laker fan, not a bandwagon Braun fan. Thank you. Okay, I can oh, appreciate LeBron's that a take. LeBron's yeah. a greatest. If you're, if you're a Laker fan when it was Kobe and Clarkson, okay. Oh, Jerry West forever. Uh, Bryce Martin. According to Texas fan, no one actually beat them. They just didn't care to win that game. Look, man, we did not Guys, lose. guys, guys, guys. I don't look. Alabama. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Alabama didn't beat us. We let Bryce Young win the Heisman. Okay. Okay. We're going to go there next year and win. We didn't want to win two in a row because we felt bad for their pathetic fans. Well, I mean, they must hang out with George Klyovkov, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you didn't want to win the game. We lost on purpose. Yeah. Because we felt bad for Alabama. Which is different than what's happening around the country with all these gambling scandals and players taking the unders on their own team. But, you know, we won't talk about that. Yeah, that's why we're going to lose to Iowa State. They didn't have a quarterback. We felt bad. And, and from what we understand, he didn't cover on the bat either. So, you want to rub dirt in the, in the wound. Hook him. Okay. Oh. Uh, come on. The, throw in the hook him in it. You know, hook him and, you know, and stuff. Sounds like BYU fans uh, won once in 1984. Hey. I got it. one. Kim Coulter. Monty nailed that, huh? <laughs> I try. Texas fans stick around and pretend they're awesome even when they're not and have serious lack of self-awareness. Utah might be Texas too. Oh, oh, that's for, okay, that could be. Serious. No smoke. Wet blanket. Texas fan is spoiled baby. I want my win. <laughs> Mike Maples. What's up, Mapes? They can hook everybody but Taysom Hill. Hey. Oh, hello. Taysom jumping hey. <laughs> Damn. John Mark back. It says Texas should beat Alabama last year. Yeah, should have beat them. Should have, could have, would have, did it. Should have, could have, would have. Your mom. They got sabinated. Ho ho. Uh, the dynasty is not over. No time. Forty nine nothing. Huck them. Huck them, boy. Seriously.
OG Gary, Dallas Cowboys fans. Facts, Thank dude, you. Facts. Thank you. Astro Magnus, 49 nothing. Hook him. Yeah. Boy. Um, <laughs> James L., the horns down video between TCU after the win last year was amazing and psychedelic. It was. It was. Tom Dean, the insert fart sound, Ohio State. <laughs> Chris Phillips, 2024 men's basketball, Utah Utes at Baylor on Big Monday. Have fun. Good luck. Yeah, just Baylor, not the Utes. Yeah, good, good luck. Good luck, because that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Kyler Kelsey, Boomer, A, Okie State, check the Bedlam record for me again. <laughs> OU will have that forever. Hey, Mike, we get it. You got your ass beat. Yeah, save the mullet. Save the mullet. I'm a man. Jerk. Uh, it's fair. Kansas fans act like they're not from Kansas. Kansas? I live in St. Louis. Missouri. I don't live. I'm a fan of Rock Chalk Jayhawk, but I don't live in Kansas City, Kansas. Hell no. Okay. Uh, MJ Bissett, Callen Stanford don't have enough alumni or fans who care about FBS and basketball to invest in it big. Dude, their pockets are deep as hell. Yeah, billions of dollars. Stanford, Steve. listen. Stanford has the old Notre Dame Colorado problem. They will not lower their their entry standards. You want to get in, you've got to earn your way in academically, man. That or you have to be a legacy kid. It's not a matter of money or passion. It it just isn't. It it isn't. Um Dan says shout out to Fresno, go Bulldogs. Okay. Um I, from what I understand, the AAC is gonna have an opening. He is a sick puppy. I, I no, we're not doing that today. Uh, Delaric A and M fans are worse than Longhorn fans. Just don't know how to work Twitter. Oh dear! Oh my! Hey Jimbo, Jimbo, can you teach me how to work Twitter so I can fire your ass? I have no idea what that was. <laughs> the problem is you're not even wrong. You're not even wrong. It, it's. It's fine. Kay Nuren, Zach wins the Hall of Fame game. All right, enjoy that bench, sir. Zachy poo. Try not to get bed sores on the bench, okay? All right. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Dan Mori Alvarez, are you typing on a 1980s keyboard? <laughs> Probably. Uh, Tanner Plummer, Jake, you posted a gif of Aaron Rodgers. Monty will never forgive you. Hey, dude, NFL. Aaron Rodgers approved. Aaron Rodgers approved, man. Just is what it is. Dude, football night in America is on the tube, bro. Shouty K Houndsinahavavung. Who the fuck are you? I, I'm with you on that. Who the fuck is that guy? Texas. Hook him, boy. Hook him. Hook him. Hook him. Hook him, girl. Okay. Maybe we just go. You know. Okay. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Louis, Luis Oliveria. Olivieri. Same thing. Um, Who the fuck is that guy? Utah. Utah. That is how you spell Utah. Utah. Correct. Uh, Adam Salamini. Where's my man of cock? Bro, um, dude, we're, we're watching the Hall of Fame game right now. Uh-huh, bro. Revis got fat. Did he really? Yeah, dude, did you see that? Darrell Revis is one of the best cover corners I've ever seen. Jake watch, never watch, saw him play. Okay, hang on. Watch this. He's in that's the baby not blue Darrell shirt. Revis. That's not Darrell that's, Revis. I know that's not Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis. Hold on. Just give it a sec Just here. So Just give it a sec. Uh, Salamini. Let's count the pack and Big 12 teams that have won when it mattered most in the last five years. 
TCU. <laughs> There's one. Where's Darrell Revis? Hang on, hang on, hang Where on. is he? Keep going. Where's... Keep panning to the right. Right there. Ooh, Darrell's got a a little bit of a gut. Buddy he didn't got get fat. fat, dude. Buddy he didn't got get... fat, bro. He, he didn't get... Well, okay, yeah. He, fat! he, he needs that... to get on thermogenics or whatever Frank Thomas is pushing. He's, he's got that booty, too. Yeah. He did. The Norman Show says, at Montioza Ribeye, they skipped episode 666. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we did. We don't need no bad energy in here, man. Yeah, did you... <laughs> You ain't kidding. OG Gary. To be fair, if it's not the Utes fans that are toxic, it's Utah sports fans. All pro in college sports. When Utah up, they beat their chest and rah-rah. When they're down, it's all buddy-buddy and humble. Well, that that's true. Um, the best thing about Utes joining the Big 12 or 16 is their obnoxious and entitled fans should well more than take up the slack left by OU in Texas. You ain't wrong about that. But I will tell you, Greg, somebody told me you were saying that Utah has the weekend to decide. Yeah, he uh, he uh, he changed his tenor on that. Oh, he did? Okay. He did, yeah. Because, <clears throat> and I just want to make sure people get this. Greg Swaim tweeted that Arizona and Arizona State are in mm-hmm. and that Utah was given the weekend to decide. And I can just tell you that's not what people at Utah at the top of the ladder are telling us. That... Utah's made the decision. It's not a matter of decide. It's a matter of procedure. It's a procedural thing. And I think it's going to move very quickly. Once this meeting tonight, the Arizona Board of Regents happens, and why don't you unblock my ass on Twitter, by the way, and I can actually read your tweets. Yeah, his, his, he corrected himself. He said, have to report news that I'm hearing, even if it's not good news, and the Utes have an invite from your mark and will commit to the Big 12 tomorrow. Thank you. Um, but my point is, it's a procedural thing. Once this Board of Regents meetings hap- happens in an hour from now, Arizona and Arizona State, all they're doing is going through the, the Arizona revised statutes, which is following the letter of the law in Arizona. But if we're truth-telling here, Arizona and Arizona State don't have to ask permission. They can do what they want. Yeah. The The... Arizona Board of Regents largely is clawless, toothless to do anything here. Arizona, though, I think understands being in the Big 12 by themselves is probably not their smartest play because they need the vote from from Arizona State. And Arizona State dies on the vine without the Big 12, which is bad for Arizona's business. There's no question about that. So my guess is, much to Greg's report, Arizona and Arizona State are going to be in the Big 12. And then that will necessitate, that will trigger Utah going to the Big 12 with them. Yeah. And we talked to a board of trustee at Utah today. There is no meeting tonight. I think you're going to see this is going to move very quickly. And I don't believe, and if there's a Utah fan out there or somebody listening to the show who knows this to be fact, but... We were told that Utah doesn't have to have a board of trustees meeting to do this. Right. That they they have the full law. Taylor Randall is empowered fully to make the decision. And he is going to do what, what Mark Harlan and he decide. And I think he will act in concert with the board of trustees. Because let's not forget the last names that are on the Utah board of trustees. One of them is Eccles. Kind of a big deal. Same name that's on all the fucking buildings up there. 
Huntsman, Eccles. You know. The, the Utah football stadium is, oh, that's right, Rice Eccles Stadium. Nothing happens in, in that town in Salt Lake without their nod. So they will act in concert with the board of trustees. I don't think there's any doubt yeah. about that. But Utah is not and again, I want to make this. I don't know why I feel like I'm in a position to have to defend the Utah Utes or the University of Utah. Utah has electricity and running water. Just so that we're aware. They also use like real American U.S. dollars. Utah is not in the Stone Age. They don't. They're, they're not behind. They're not hemming and hawing. They're not waiting for God to answer their prayers, which is something I saw today on Twitter. They're analytical people that are going to play the process. Yeah, They're not just going to jump out of line. And again, I reiterate, what Utah fan on Twitter said is nothing even remotely close to what the administration and staff, mainly Mark Harlan and Taylor Randall and the board of trustees has ever said about the Big 12. So let's just not get that shit convoluted because yeah. that is, you, you, it, it's easy to do that. And I'm not saying Greg did that or I'm just saying let's, let's make it real clear because I know a lot of Big 12 fans are like, screw Utah, they don't want to be here. That could not be further from the truth. Yeah, Not further from the truth. You're not going to like them in your conference because they are absolutely going to win games that you are going to be unhappy about. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just telling you that now. J.C. Thompson for two dollars. All Pac-12 are headed to the Big 12 after uh, Oregon and Washington. I don't think so. I think what you're going to see is the real tragedy is Stanford and Cal. Yeah, because somebody's missing out on that. The I'm curious, and I don't know, Greg, or whoever, if you have an opinion on this, but I think what we don't know and what we don't see is going to be fascinating here because it's going to come into the light of day. Yeah. I'm curious. I think we do not know the story of Camford, Stanford and Cal at this point. I cannot believe they will be in the Mountain West. Uncharted water. I, I can't believe that happens. I just, I cannot see that happening. Uh, Gopt says, everyone hates us. Because they ain't us. Hook em, boy! Hook em, boy! You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, MJ Bissett says, Stanford and Cal equal Ivy League academics and fandom. That's just incorrect. I'm telling you, their fandom is not... Their size of their, their campus at Cal is massive. Their football facilities are great. They're in debt. But yeah, you're right. Dude, come on. Darrell Revis got fat, dude. He got fat. Uh, old uh, Curmudgeon Studios gives us $10. Thank you. Mark Stone says, okay, all right, all right, all right. You going to drop him a fart sound or what? Um, Hero75 says, if some foolish reason Utah does stay and remains in the pack, who is the 16th member of the Big 12, Oregon State? Probably. I believe it would be Oregon State. Yeah. Because I know that Brett Yormark likes Oregon State. Respects Oregon State. And I've heard that the conference. repeatedly. I have heard that. Yeah, it is not UConn. I don't believe that UConn gets in. I I just don't. Dude, just, can I just say really quick? It is awesome to have Sunday night football. Yeah, the NFL's on. back, man. Our so weekends, good, our weekends without football are over. I love it. Uh, Justin Gaines joins the membership. Yeah, let's go. 
Brick Bat joins the membership. Let's go, baby. Finish the show. Let's strong, go. Man. Way to finish strong. Let's see where we're at on. Uh, are we giving? We're not giving away an Amazon gift card. I don't think. Uh, we are at uh, twenty-one thousand seven seventy-three. Listen, if you're one of the 1,400 people watching the show and you don't subscribe to our channel, please consider it. It really helps the channel grow. And if you have not hit the like button yet, please consider it. It really helps our channel grow. Um, thanks for being here, you guys. Um, over 21,000 people watch the show. Uh, I really appreciate that. We had 12 new members on the show today, 1,239 likes, 400 new subscribers. Thank you. Really appreciate everybody being here. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. Tomorrow, we will announce the winner. And I'm excited. We will announce the winner of our first ticket giveaway to BYU in Cincinnati. And then if you're not in the group, right now we're going to get in the group and tell everybody what the week two ticket giveaway is. The week two ticket giveaway. Lynn. Monty's show is presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.